Hello, everyone. This is the Classic Gaming Podcast. It is May 4th, 2017. Robert, it's May 4th already. I know. How about this that? is episode 81, and I am Jay Taro here with Robert Ring. Hello. And the young Blake Money will be a little bit late. He's pulling a J and... I don't know. <laughs> like some sort of <laughs> Very nice. I my uh my throat's been acting up a little bit, so I'm letting Jay take over on hosting. Uh, oh, is that why? Oh, I thought I was just doing it because because. Uh, well, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> so we had too many complaints with Robert hosting, so he decided. Well, that's to true. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> so, how are things? What have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Besides dying, what have you been up to? Um, actually. I've got a little bit of a bone to pick with you now that you ask. I'm kind of curious what about. Which uh, one? Which bone? Yeah, which bone do you want to pick? <laughs> the I can er- suggest one. <laughs> the bone I want to pick is the one that you started playing Earthbound like three episodes ago, and I haven't yeah, had anything else Yeah, and I haven't finished it. it. I know. Yeah, what's that all about? I, I, don't, I, I go through these phases where I like go from one game to the other game. Like I'll be like three-fourths way through or like more, and it's just like, all right, I feel like playing this now. Or, like I was talking about last time, I've been listening to a lot of um, music collections from different games, and I'm like, wow, that game's terrible, but I really want to play it. <laughs> so that ends up happening a lot. That's a bad decision. You need to finish Earthbound instead of doing I know, I need to. Terrible. I really do, actually. I'm playing some good games, though. But, yeah. That's all that's been going on with me. I've just been brooding over Really? Because yeah. I, I remember we played some recent video games <laughs> I think together. that's pretty much it. Oh, really? You don't want to talk about it? You're already blocking it in your memory? I'm not sure what you're talking well, about. Let me... Let me uh, paint you a picture here. So imagine I have a paddle, right? And I just have you bent over a barrel. <laughs> and the paddle's name is Diablo 2. And I'm just hitting you with it. This is supposed to be a family-friendly podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. So I have a ping-pong paddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, we uh, we did our Diablo 2 competition. Um, the young Blake was lagging pretty good early on, so I got him with the, the patented unplug my cable, plug it back in. And Blake ultimately died pretty early on, probably like, what, 90 minutes in? No, uh, Something like, like that, yeah. Hello, by like, the way. Hey, Blake. Hello. I, thought I like just got here, I got my audio stuff fixed and everything. Um, I ended up dying. I remember exactly what it was. For anybody that's played the game, you'll probably remember a very early mission where you go to the Tree of Inifis. And at the Tree of Inifis, there is a Lightning Enchanted. And as we were going up to it, I was like, all right, this is Lightning Enchanted. There's a good chance that one of us is going to die here. <laughs> I remember and... you said that to us. <laughs> I was yeah. like, it's probably going to happen. There's a very good chance. And so I go, I'm the only guy fighting this, uh, fighting him because these other pussies are off doing who knows what, <laughs> sucking their thumbs probably. And thumbs. we start fighting and it's like, all right, he's hitting me. I'm going to move away. All right, I'm healed up. I can move back towards him now and everything. This is fine. No big deal. Nothing, nothing bad is happening. And then I tried to stop attacking him at one point and he lagged out. And I kept attacking him, and that caused him, as a lightning enchanted, to spawn about a million lightning bolts <laughs> that ran right up my dick and electrocuted me to death. That's how you would have wanted and, it. Uh, I, I just couldn't stop attacking him. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. So it was just... And it was a hardcore character, so we couldn't be like, oh, you can come back and keep playing. Yeah, yeah, we did hardcores, and it, Robert was like, well, I mean, it's really early on, and it was a dumb lag death, so why don't we let Blake, like, come back and keep playing? And it was like, I literally can't. My character has been erased. <laughs> that was awesome when it happened. And I was like, well, awesome. I guess I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. So, Robert, what happened to you? 
so we played for like another hour or something like that, I guess. And no, we, we played. Oh, you're talking about the first night? Or the just just night? the first night, and then okay. we were like, all right, we're, I'm retired, and then we picked it up a few days later. We were just like, in, in, like it was fucking stupid. We were just in like some random dungeon. We played for like another like probably two hours, right? Maybe yeah, I was gonna say we played for quite a while, and like we were just in some dungeon, like. All of a sudden, like, I wasn't really paying good attention. All of a sudden, I noticed I have, like, 11 health. So I'm just running around. I'm all out of potions. I'm all out of uh, portals as well. So I'm just running around, like, waiting for Jay to finish killing people so I can, like, get out or, like, go find some potions or something. And I'm just, so I'm just, like, literally just spam clicking, like, as far away from everything, just running in circles. And finally, somebody caught up with me and killed me. It was great. And I was laughing. It was fucking stupid. Awesome. Man. I actually really enjoyed. I don't know about you guys, but I actually really enjoyed playing that game. It made me want to play that that style of a game. Uh, that's that's funny because like I was kind of like, this is why I don't really like Diablo games. <laughs> well, like, I mean they've definitely gotten better. I mean Diablo Two oh, is a classic I, game. Yeah, I agree. But like, I mean, well, for me, like I never got into Diablo Two, and like playing it now, like I played it a little bit a few years ago, like right before Diablo 3 came out, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to play D- Diablo 2 and kind of like get caught up in that before I play Diablo Isn't it Diablo funny how it always motivates you to play? Yeah, I'm yeah. Playing. And uh, I was like, you know, this is all right. But then when we were playing it this time, like I had fun, like, because I was playing with y'all, but like just for the game yeah. itself, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not really like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I've tried Diablo 2 so many times and I enjoy it to a degree, but not mm-hmm. to the fanaticism that a lot of people do. Yeah. I think I prefer overall. Did you? Um, yeah, even back when I was playing it a lot back then. Really? Like, I got up to... The, the furthest I ever got was I made it to Hell Difficulty once, uh, non, non-hardcore character, and I got up to, like, level 70, something like that. That's really surprising. That's pretty good. Especially if you like that type of game style. Like, that game style is not 100%. I, like, I've, I was never too into it. Like, back yeah. then, that was the major game for it. And I was like, all right, yeah, Diablo 2 is okay. It's fun sometimes and shit, I guess. Uh, but... It wasn't in, like Diablo three came, and I I had a lot more fun with Diablo three after the DLC came out. Just to clarify, really, I love just... DLC. The, or sorry, Diablo three early on. The so original fun. release was fucking awful. You talking about because the errors, or just because of balance? No, errors? like the game itself. Did you make it up to uh, torment difficulty? Or no, whatever well, the maybe was back then. I made it up to maybe. It was literally so bad that I got a refund for it. Really? Yeah, I got the game refunded after about a month. Wow, I didn't know that. I know that a lot of people the, had complaints. Difficulty. I got up to or through Act 2. I can't remember which it was. Up to or through. And I, I was like, I'm done with this. This is a terrible experience. I would rather go play Diablo 2 more. With <laughs> as much funny. as I was like milk or uh, lukewarm on Diablo 2. <laughs> I would rather have played that than original release D3. Damn. Damn, son. That's saying something. Yeah, I mean, if you also if you're looking for uh, something similar to uh, to that style, to the ARPG style, I recommend trying out Marvel Heroes on PC right now, free to play. Uh, if you if you like Marvel at all, it'll probably have a character that you know and like and that you can play as. Cool, Captain. And America. it's a lot of fun. Captain America. Yes, yeah. Captain America's in there, of course. Probably like I'm stalling. <laughs> I'm getting it right now. Who the podcast? Who's your favorite Marvel character? Um, probably Iron Fist. I mean, oh yeah, you've said that uh, before. Yeah, it's. T- I want to go read more Iron Fist stuff, but there was this really good run on Iron Fist a while back, back around like 2006. Just amazing 
the Immortal Iron Fist. Check it out if you like comics. I loved it. It was this great blend of what was it called? Um, like old kung fu movies. Sorry, I have chaos oh, right. noises going on in my background and it's oh, distracting cool. the crap out of me. Uh, you know who I used to love when I was little? Uh, besides, well, like, of course, Iron Man and like Captain America, but also uh, the Human Torch and I forgot his name, but the guy in the Avengers that had like the lightsaber. What? There was a guy in the Avengers. I don't remember his name, but he had a sword. It was basically a lightsaber. I'll try to find Um, Oh, uh, God. I almost might know the guy that you're talking about. Knight? Like some kind black yeah, knight? Yeah, yeah. Something knight. Uh, no, I think Black Knight was an antagonist. I don't think it was Black Knight, but I feel like it was something knight. Uh, God, that's the only one that comes to mind. I'm he doesn't have a lightsaber. I'm Googling I can't Avengers think of anybody that sword. had a God. laser sword, yeah. Um... Do you mean like laser eye? No, it was it was Black Knight. Are you sure? <clears throat> According to no, maybe huh. not. I can't tell. I'll 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 do some research and I'll let you guys know. I don't want to leave you hanging on this one. Maybe hold on. You I mean, think it was the Black it, Knight. Yeah. Okay. the The design of him that I've seen did not have that. Uh, where do you want me to link? Yeah, this? I just Skype? pulled up a couple pictures and like some of them has him with like a regular sword. Yeah. Do you want like, me to link it in Skype? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Because uh, I guess that's Black Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn, I am good. Yeah, that was good. Good one. Thanks. Yeah. Uh-huh. What about you, Jay? Favorite Marvel? Yeah, I don't. Really Come on, know you that. got some. You got at least like. I, I, Iron I actually Man don't think I can. I don't even know which ones are part of which. Do you like Iron Man? Do you think Iron Man's cool? I don't even know who Iron Man is. <laughs> no, fuck you. Yes, you know who Iron Man is. <laughs> oh, wait, that Iron Man? Oh, I thought you were talking about like. A, what do you oh. mean that Iron Man? There's one Iron Man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you need to calm down. Holy shit. I mean, <laughs> Iron Man's alright. I don't know. I don't really have preference. I don't really like, like comic book characters. Alright, pick between uh, Iron Man or Captain oh. America. <laughs> I think they're both pretty terrible. No, they're both cool. Captain America's considered cool? Uh, it, it probably depends on who you ask. Yeah. I, guess be, I think he's cool. Yeah, of course you do. You're a loser. Yeah, No, Captain America's cool. <laughs> Captain America... <laughs> <but> no! <laughs> I don't know, probably Iron Man in that. That's okay. not a really good... It's like handing me two piles of poop and being like, which one smells worse? You're an idiot. Sorry, Robert. Sorry, Robert. Who's your favorite comic book? Who's, who's a, name, name a comic book character uh, like besides Batman that you think is cool. I was obsessed with Spawn when I was a kid. But all right. That, really that's a good answer. That's, that's, that's a reasonable answer. That's all right. You're obsessed Spawn. with Spawn? Name. Did you wear like trench coats too? Yeah, and I went to high school like that, Robert. No. <laughs> I only liked it when I was really young, like right around the time that movie, the real movie came out. <clears throat> what year was John that? John Leguizamo. Yeah. And other people as well. It was all right. I don't know. Okay. It's not a, never been a comic book person. Everyone we're, we're done with this conversation. So I don't, I don't know what you're expecting. <laughs> I don't know either. Hmm. So anyways, the end result of that was I win, Robert, so price, please. Oh, right. So Jay wins the, uh, what was it, the uh, Final Fantasy Tactics? What was it? Shut up. Like, you actually, oh, I forgot what it was. No, I don't remember which one it was because there's like a couple things right now. Isn't it? This was for, uh, no, this was for Secret of Mana. 
Oh my god, Robert, no! Okay, what was it? Blake, Somebody tell me. Blake. It was Blake. Secret of Evermore. Evermore, okay. We need to get, uh... Mike. Now there's an FFT one, right? An address oh, he, that one guy's picking. Never mind. That one guy's picking. No, yeah, this, this is the one where you get you get Secret of uh, Evermore. Dude, so we need, to get, we need to get Mike... Your like address or someplace for him to send it because sure. uh, I'll pay for the ship. Yeah, I'll I'll send him an email. So Mike J one, I'll shoot you an email with his address. Thank you very much. Yeah, no anthrax, please. <laughs> All right. I have to say that legally. So. Yeah, you have to. Do you... So would you like to go first, Robert? Or how are you feeling? Do you want to? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I'll go ahead and go first. Let Did you guys re- talk about what you played in D2, by the way? Not really. No. Okay. I, mean, I came in a little late. I was so a barbarian. Yeah. I was a paladin? Yep. Yeah, you were a paladin. Yes. Yeah, who didn't know how to turn his auras on. Yeah, that, <laughs> that shit was, was hilarious. That was, that was god damn. Dude, Blake, when we were playing, just me and him, like, the, <laughs> the second time, we realized, like, an hour in that uh, we, we weren't were partied up, so I didn't get his aura. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Because, all right, so when we first got in, to explain this a little bit, I decided to go with an Amazon because I was like, yay, range, that'll be good. And then what happens? The guy, I can't stop attacking a guy and it runs up into my face anyway and lighting enchants my dick off. So that was nice. That was nice that uh, a lag countered my planning. So when we first got in the game, I actually remember that you need to party up so that you're getting shared experience and so that your auras and shit are affecting each other. And um, so I threw the party together, and apparently when I was gone, they totally forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> Great work. Yeah. Hey. I was literally like, all right, hit O and accept the invite from me. And Robert was like, oh, yeah, you have to party up in this game. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be hilarious. That was fun. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Next time we should do, like... Well, I mean, whenever that's going to be, whenever like the next time we can find any time to play a game, we should do like a like something more competitive where we're actually competing against each other. In one v two at StarCraft, that would actually be fun. <laughs> you get stomped though. One v one v one, you get stomped. StarCraft two, I could probably do StarCraft two. You you would probably win, yeah. StarCraft one, give me some time. Wait till the new one comes out. The new StarCraft? Oh, like the remaster. Okay. The game's big enough. I'm gonna jump into it. Yep. Anyways, right, so Robert, what, what did you play this week for the podcast? All right, I played Thimbleweed Park and I finally finished it. <gasps> wait. <laughs> oh wait, what was their new project called? Thimbleweed Park. But was there an older one? How are you gonna talk about it today? I'm talking about it because it's a. Th- this is not a classic game. This is a new game, but it's a throwback to classic games. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. We've been talking about it a bunch, so this is what I played for this episode. This came out last oh, month. No. Came out oh, last no, month. Just <laughs> um, Thimbleweed Park. You've probably heard me talk about it on the game. This is a game made by Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick. They made Maniac Mansion, Monkey Island, and a bunch of other of those old classic LucasArts point-and-click adventure games. They started a Kickstarter about two years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe it was, yeah, I think it was two and a half years ago or close to it, something like that. Uh, for Thimbleweed Park, it was successful. They made the game. It came out, uh, it was a little bit late, but it came out last month. And 
if you want to go back and listen, we have an interview with both of them. Episode 26. That was back in December of 2014. That seems so Holy shit. I know, right? Uh, I think it starts about 15 or 20 minutes into the episode. I I re-listened to it. I listened to it recently. Yeah, I listened to it today. It's actually actually a pretty interesting interview, I I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. Those guys are really, really chill. Yeah, they were. They were really, really fun, really nice. Um, Go back and listen to it. Uh, So I, I played the game. So this is built on... The scum engine that all of those like Monkey Island games and, and all were built on. So you have like the verb interface where it's like talk to, push, you know, pick up, pull, open, close, all that kind of stuff. And then you have your inventory slots, and uh, it's it's one of those classic point and click adventure games. They they wanted to kind of go back to the old style of point and clicks, and that was pretty much exactly what they did. The, so the setting of the story. It's kind of like the, the the way most people are describing it, which is fairly fairly accurate, is kind of like a cross between Twin Peaks and X Files, sort of a little bit more Twin Peaks and less X Files, I'd say. Um, it's I think people say X Files a lot because it's got a uh, guy and a girl like protagonist investigators. Uh, the game starts off with you arriving. Um, well, both of the characters you switch between them. You you arrive to investigate the murder of a businessman in businessman of a businessman in thimbleweed park uh this is a town that was that used to be like really prosperous thanks to uh, a pillow factory that was extremely successful there but eventually the pillow factory burned down and like 80 percent of the town shut down pretty much and so you arrive to investigate this murder and uh, like right off the bat the circumstances start to seem kind of suspicious and even the investigators seem a little bit suspicious. One of them says right off the bat, she, like when the girl asked the guy, oh, uh, which office did you come from? He said, oh, I came from headquarters in Albuquerque. And she says, we don't have a headquarters in Albuquerque. And he's like, oh, really? And then she just kind of goes along with it for whatever reason. But you control both of them. It's uh, Ray and Reyes. You can <laughs> switch back and forth between them pretty much at will for most of the game. Um... And then uh, as you start kind of going through the game and investigating, you meet two other characters that you, they, you start talking to them because people tell you, oh, hey, you should go talk to this person. I bet uh, he or she knows something about what's, go- uh, about what's going on. Uh, the two other characters are a, a famous clown in the town named Ransom. And he is like an insult. Like his whole, his whole shtick is based on like doing stand-up comedy where he insults people in the crowd. Uh, he's Ransom the Insult Clown. And he cusses nonstop and he's cursed from, uh, well, I won't get into that much of the story, but he's cursed and he can't take off his clown makeup. He's stuck with his clown makeup on for his whole life. And then the other person that you meet is the pillow factory owner's, uh, niece, Dolores Edmond. And neither of these people like had anything to do with the, uh, with the murder once you talk to them, but they become people that you control also. So it's kind of like you control these four of these people. Uh, Dolores Edmond is also kind of like a computer whiz. And then outside of that, there's one more person you control. It's the ghost of Dolores's father, who was also murdered right around the same time that the businessman was murdered. And he is stuck in limbo in the town's hotel. Uh, so as you explore the town, you, you meet people there, there are plenty of, you know, as, as is kind of, uh, common for the, for these games, there, are, there are lots of like kind of quirky and interesting characters. One of the ones that stands out are the, uh, Pigeon Brothers plumbers. They're two. They're actually sisters. They're two girls that are plumbers, and they dress up as pigeons 
And they wear pigeon costumes all the time and they fix plumbing. Uh, a lot of them, like, especially the Pigeon Brothers, I wish they had more screen time. Uh, some of, like, the more interesting characters, I feel like, don't get quite enough screen time. Uh, but they're still really fun. Visually, uh, the game is kind of designed similar to Maniac Mansion. If you've ever seen screenshots from that, the characters have, like, really kind of... They, they have, like, large heads. They're kind of, like, cartoonishly large heads. But uh, and it's all, like, really pixel pixelated. So they really go back to that style. It's it's like if Maniac Mansion was made like with better fidelity and like higher definition and stuff. This that's a, that's a, essentially what Thimbleweed Park looks like. The colors are great. The scenery is great. There are some areas in the in the game that really just look fantastic. The character design is interesting. So as far as the gameplay, it's pretty standard for a point and click. Uh, it consists of you kind of switching among the various characters to solve puzzles to progress through the game. Uh, which this involves you picking up a lot of items, using them in various ways to do various things, uh, talking to other characters, things like that. Just as an example, this is, a, I guess, a slight spoiler, so skip maybe a minute, minute and a half ahead if you don't want if, if you don't want any of the puzzles spoiled, but I'll just give this one away. There's this one um, guy who you need him to fix a watch, and he's in jail. And you have to get um, some, like, uh, like, some little tiny tools that he can fix a watch with and get those to him. And when you get those to him, he says, well, I can't, uh, I can't work on a watch unless I have theremin music playing. That's just how it work. I can't, I just can't do it otherwise. <laughs> so, uh, what you have to do, you, you get a theremin record at one point in the game. And what you have to do is get one character to, to, to climb to the, there, there's a radio station that plays like all the time. And there's a radio in the like jail where this guy is. It's like a, it's like there's a single jail cell in this one room of this building, and you can go, you know, talk to him at will. What you have to do is you have to get one character to climb the radio tower, switch off the radio, and then the person who like runs the radio station, she leaves the radio station to uh, to go back and climb the tower and turn it back on. And when she's gone, you have to go into the radio station with another character, put the theremin record on, and play the theremin record, and then turn on the radio. And then, so now he gets to hear theremin music and then he can fix the watch for you. Things like that. If you've ever played a point-and-click adventure game, it's just the exact type of stuff you're used to. Um, I, uh, I feel like I had a good range of puzzle difficulty. Some of them are fairly easy. There's a lot of in-between. And there are like maybe two or three that are pretty tough. I got... I got close. I got close to looking up a solution at like one or two points in the game. Wow. Um, most of those, I, I think, I think maybe all of those times it was usually because either I was kind of making things a little bit more complicated than than they really were, um, and in, in two cases I had like completely just missed two objects that I could pick up that I like didn't even like try to pick up just cause I was, I don't know. I was just being an idiot and I was like, Oh, I'll probably get picked that up. So I didn't even try, but they turned out to be like crucial things that, that I really needed. Um, but there are a few that are really tough. Most of them are pretty modern. And then there are a few easier ones along the way. I feel like that was, a, that was a good range for a game like this. Cause you don't ever want to get stuck for like the worst on these games. is like, like challenging puzzles are fine, but the worst is when you just get stuck for days and you have nothing uh-huh. and you like make no progress. Uh, it, if you do get stuck in a situation like that, what I've kind of learned from playing a lot of these games is instead of like focusing on that puzzle and just like sitting there trying to figure it out, just go around 
Look at like walk to places that you haven't been in a while. Look around, talk to people that you haven't talked to in a while. And usually you'll come across something and be like, oh, I, did, I forgot about this. Like, I bet this can help me in some way. Or may, like maybe some person will give you a piece of information that's new that you haven't gotten before and that helps you solve the puzzle. That's usually the best way to, to figure it out if you do get in a rut like that, like that, like I did a few times. Uh, overall, I really enjoy, I really, really had fun with the game. I do have, uh, I have one complaint. And what I've what I've seen over the past couple weeks is basically everybody has the same complaint, and it is that it is that it's very heavy-handed on the in jokes to old uh, mo mostly to old LucasArts point-and-click adventure games. There are just a ton of references to Maniac Mansion, mostly Maniac Mansion, but also a lot to Monkey Island, um, a couple to Zack McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. And then others to like, even just like stuff like Star Wars, like there's like a tube called like the TX-1138, which is like, well, I guess that's really a reference, not so much to Star Wars, but to uh, the movie THX-1138, which Star Wars references. But like that's like that alone is not bad by any means, but there are just a ton of these in jokes. Huh. Um, and it's funny because I was like writing up my notes for this game today and then I was looking at Twitter and I saw uh, Ron Gilbert said, all right, we've added an option for people who are sick of all the in-jokes in the game. And they literally added an option to the game today where you can turn off the in-jokes. Uh, there are a few that are sort of like baked in that they like can't so turn off. So does the game just lose all dialogue at that point? <laughs> no, it's not like that. In I mean, like <laughs> there, are, there are a bunch of in-jokes. The ones that... What are you that calling them? In-jokes? In. In-jokes. Okay. In-jokes. Like, okay. like, ref, like, so, like, 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 are you in on the joke? Right. Yeah. Like at the yeah. beginning of the game, you get a can of tuna heads, right? That's an in joke because if you haven't played Maniac Mansion, that would be nothing to you. You'd be like, oh, okay. Can of tuna heads. I'll, I'll pick this up. But that's a reference to like a, a famous line from Maniac Mansion, for instance. Um, and like, I don't have a problem with in jokes there. I, I appreciate them. I think they're fun. I just agree. I, I think that this game has too many of them. And so they actually turn off. They turn on a, an option in the menu system to turn those off. There are some, like I said, that are that are still like baked in that you that they could not get rid of, like some of the characters' names and things like that. But it turned off all the ones that they could kind of like do something about, just because like so many people apparently like this. This was the number one complaint about the game. Um, I don't think I think it kind of got blown out of proportion. Like I don't think it like ruins the game by any means. To me, it was just kind of distracting. Like I would be kind of you know. Caught up in the game and then like, oh, here's another reference. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a reference to Monkey Island. I recognize that. It just happened a little bit too much to where it kind of pulled me out of the game itself uh, a little bit too often. But again, for me, that's a nitpick on kind of what for for what was for me overall a really fun game. Um, like I said, overall, I really had fun with it. I thought I th I think their ending is going to be controversial for a lot of people. I really enjoyed the ending. Um. Anyone who, like, hasn't historically liked point-and-click adventure games, uh, if you don't like point-and-click adventure games, you probably won't like Thimbleweed Park. It's not going to, like, win you over. But if you do like point-and-click adventure games, or if you've never, like, tried one before, uh, anybody who likes this kind of game will definitely enjoy this this particular entry in the genre, I believe. Uh, it's a really solid point-and-click adventure game. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. And just, like, I guess... The, oh, okay, also... Real quick, the music was awesome. I won't go into detail, but I really like the music as well. And I also will say that I, I'm really happy with the way they managed their Kickstarter. They, um, 
this was launched right around the time where like people really got to like started getting fed up with Kickstarters and uh, yeah, all the bullshit. And they have, they've done a really good job of communicating like, you know, you know, like, like where they are, like what stages they are in the process and all that. But they've also done a weekly podcast, just like telling people like where, like about the progress that they've made in the game throughout the entire like development of the game. Wow. So I, th- I think that was, I haven't listened to much of it. I've listened to, listened to a few of the episodes, but I thought that alone was, it was, that shows cool. a lot of experience on their part. Yeah, it, it, it does. And you could tell like when he was uh, like, uh, Ron Gilbert ha- had a, a write up, I think early on. And he like detailed, like basically like their schedule for the game and like what all of the, uh, like, like where, like all the different portions of their budget was going to, like they yeah. really had it planned out. They were a little bit late on it as you pretty much expect with any like, Yep. Kickstarter, I, guess. So I was trying to think of the last time I remember one being on time. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember so one. But, um, they, uh, but I just say I was really, as someone who did back the game, I was very happy with, uh, with kind of the transparency on all that. Cool. So I'm, I'm very happy with it. Um, like I said, it's not going to win you over if you just don't like this kind of game. But if you do, it, I think you'll definitely enjoy it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, I had lots of fun. Oh, and I'm, I'm in the game in two parts. If you look me up, oh, Robert yeah. Ring in the phone book, and call me, I you can get my you can hear my voice message on my answering machine. Oh jeez! And also, I wrote a book in the um in the library. Oh no, really? Yeah, it's any any you of the backers. Wrote a book. <laughs> I wrote this is my third book that I've written. Third book. The uh. <laughs> the, first in the library. The backers they like a few weeks or like a few months really after actually this was this was maybe like six months ago they were like hey if you want to submit like two pages for a book it, there's a huge library in the game and you can open any book in the library and just like read the two pages that you open to what'd you write about and uh i wrote like i came up with like some i just like wrote some r- random science fiction like couple pages of science it's the uh oh gosh what was it called i'll, I'll think of what it was called in just a second so that's really if, funny. if you want to look it up you can that's cool that's really cool that they did that yeah it, it, yeah i think it was cool it was, it, so it was fun I've i've enjoyed it for sure Oh, it was the it was the Sirens of Asphestalon. It's in the science fiction portion of the library. That's really cool. That's all my throat can take for now. Random, Blake. When is the next GDQ? Is there one coming up soon? Yes, in July. Uh, it starts July third. Second or third, something like that. that. I'm actually going to be there. I'm not doing any runs, but I'm going to go there and hang out. Talk Where's to it people. at? Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota again. Okay. SGDQ is usually in Minneapolis nowadays, and AGDQ, which is in very early January, generally is in uh, somewhere far east coast. Yeah, I've been craving watching some speedrunning. I watched uh, some highlights from last time this week, and I was like, oh man, I really want to watch a GDQ. Well, speaking of speedrunning... Oh, you want to go next? Oh, nice. Yeah. This kind of works pretty well. Um, I got a new PB in Link to the Past randomizer. <laughs> of course. Of course. Finally, I finally got a sub two run. So I finished the entire game, all bosses, in under two hours. My time is a one hour, 51 minute something time. And I'm Damn. really, really happy that I finally got that. Actually, among my group of friends, the four of us that run all bosses, I now have the best time. That's really so cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, God, what else? Um, oh, the other, the big thing I was going to talk about today. Speaking of Zelda, I have 
I've started up because we hit a sub goal on my stream. I got 250 sub points and uh, I set it 250 sub points. I would play Zelda Parallel Worlds. What's, what's what is this? that? This is a ROM hack that got made back. I think the first version of it came out in 2003. They've done a couple different re-releases of it where they touched some things up. And the most recent one was its 10-year anniversary. Or no, I think they did. They updated it again last year with something, I think. Just fixing little bugs and glitches and crap like that, tweaking some of the game. And for a long time, people have said for a very long time that this was a really, really good ROM hack, that this is uh, like the ROM hack that began ROM hacks, you know, shit like that. And I was like, all right, it's supposed to be pretty hard, but if you know a lot of the tricks from Link to the Past, it's not supposed to be so bad. Things like using bomb jumps, etc., stuff like that is very important to be able to play this game. Turns out that I haven't had to really use bomb jumps yet. Uh, that's kind of frustrating and that it wasn't hard because of needing this kind of knowledge it's hard because of really shitty fucking piss poor game design choices there, I guess there's a reason that this is actually one of the first ROM hacks because it doesn't do anything good on its own what it does <laughs> is it takes lots and lots of assets from Link to the Past and then makes them worse so you have to fight uh there's bosses that you fight in link to the past as like the bosses at the end of a dungeon and then you'll find them in this game in a regular room not only that but they also have like two three ten times as much hp as they had in the original game so it, it, if that's not bad enough for you, the rooms that you fight them in are oftentimes just set up to be like, oh, God, how can we just make this as annoying as possible? Uh, see, I don't like that. No, it's awful. And I'm very upset because people for so long have said, no, Parallel Worlds is actually a really good ROM hack. <laughs> and I'm actually very pissed about that. I'm pissed that I've heard that for years now because I played it and it's been awful. So well, like, uh, um, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm okay. getting close and I don't know that I'll finish it because of how much I hate it. But I'm leaning towards trying to finish it. Uh, so far, I've gotten... I finished the three dungeons in the first world, and then I got three crystals today in the second world before I came back here. Uh, so, all right. So some of the stuff that they do, uh, some of the, like, the boss stuff. So you'll fight the Armos, which are the boss of the first dungeon, the Eastern Palace in Link to the Past, and you don't have the bow yet. You don't get the bow even until you get to the second world. The reason the bow is a big deal is because the bow will kill these guys in three shots. And they haven't, like, adjusted the damage values that the bow does to the enemies, but they've adjusted the way that your sword damages these enemies, so their health isn't a lot higher. It's just that your sword is a... It's a fucking wet noodle. <laughs> You're beating them to death with a wet noodle. Because once you do find the bow, you get to run into Armos again in a different place... We'll talk about that in a second. And the bow still three shots him, just like it does in the original game. So I guess what they did is they changed the damage values on the sword to be absolutely terrible against some things. And it's just so dumb. So you fight them, and it's not just that you're fighting them, and they've got a lot more health, and they take, uh, I want to say, 15 to 20 swings to kill. Really? With yeah. the most powerful weapon at that time? Yes. Holy shit, that's crazy. So not only that, you're fighting six of them, and you're fighting them in a room with a small platform. You don't even have the whole room to use, because in the very middle of the room, you've got a pit. Around that pit is a ring 
uh, a, a slightly wide enough ring that you can walk around on and not worry about falling off of if you're just walking around it. The problem is there are six Armos dancing around the room at all times, smashing into your face over and over and over while you try to walk around this. I yeah. think there's also some spikes on the edge. No, no, the edges are also a pit that you fall down and take damage if you fall down them. So that's great. Then later, when you see the Armos again, you actually see them two times in this really bad dungeon. And I'm going to talk about this dungeon quite a bit here in a second. So you see them two times in this one dungeon. First time, I walked into the room and came south, and they just they hopped out of the room south of us. I was like, okay, I guess they're gone forever. Then the doors in the room opened up. And it was like, all right, I guess I'll walk into the south room. And they were in that south room now. And upon entering the room, I immediately took damage. There was liter there's literally nothing I could do to avoid the damage in the room. And I was like, all right, that's awesome. Thankfully, but at this point, I have the bow. You can only carry 20 arrows, though, so that kind of sucks. So I took my bow, and I shot five of them down, and then I beat the shit out of the last one. And I, w I wanted to conserve my arrows a little bit. So I get to the next room. And I go through the next room after that, and then the room above that is another room with a bunch of armos. Oh, in this first room, by the way, there was two fireball-spitting enemies in the middle of the room. <laughs> Tur Tur enemies that you can't actually kill. You can't interact oh, with them at all. Like you that. can't stop them at, at, in any way, shape, or form. So then I go into a few rooms deeper. Armos shows up again, this time in a room that has spikes literally along the entire wall, except for the door that you just entered in and the door on the left side. In addition to that, there is now a fireball spitter in each of the corners of the room. I had not gotten a chance to restock my arrows. There's nothing in between the previous Armos fight and the one I got that I got to that would allow me to get any of my arrows back. So I used most of my arrows on the first fight. The second time around, I just have to sit there and beat the shit out of them with my cane of Samaria, which is the red cane that makes a red block spawn on the ground, and my sword. That's all I had. I have been oh, save no. state scumming my way through this game because of how bad the design of it is, and I refuse to give this game more playtime than I already am. That's this, really this is, sad. It's, I'm very upset because I love Link to the Past, and I was really looking forward to a ROM hack of it. And what it is, is it's like, it's just shitty game design because they've taken, again, they've taken the assets from the original game and they, re they recolor them a lot of the time. So you'll go into a dungeon, you will literally walk through the same sequence of like four rooms in a place and you'll be like, I recognize this cave from Death Mountain and Link to the Past. All they did was make it blue and bomb <laughs> to the exact same walls in the exact same spot. Wow. It's lazy as shit. Uh, the other big dungeon I was going to talk about, let's see here. We had uh, the water dungeon in the first world. You go downstairs at one point and you jump into the water and you're swimming around. And there are fireball, there are fire dicks, the fire snakes, spinning circles on top of the water that you have to swim around. There are, I think, the, uh, the little flea enemies that glide across the top of the water. They're sliding around at you. Uh, and there are also tiles popping up from the floor and flying at you while you're stuck in the water and can't maneuver very well and this isn't just one room this is um so like you know the normal link to the past sized room you walk into a room and it takes up the tv screen it's like the first room that you go into is about two by two of those rooms so two rooms wide and two rooms tall and then you go up 
and it's another two by two room with all of that same shit happening. Uh, there are also spike traps sitting around too. So you've got to swim around these spike traps as well. You go to the left, there's another two by two room where all of this shit is coming at you. And then you go south and you finally find where you're supposed to go to progress through the dungeon. And it's another two by two room with all of the same shit happening. All of this while being stuck in the water doing the swimming mechanics. So in the simplest essence, picture the hardest, the most ridiculous thing ever that's not even enjoyable. Yeah, it's not like it's not fun hard at all. Nothing <sighs> about it has been interesting or different or challenging. Uh, for example, the Aghanim fight. It's a room where you have, um, I would say, at most a third of the moving space as you do in the original Aghanim fight. Because most of the floor is comprised of a giant spike trap. And then on the sides, there are fireball spitters while you're trying to deal with hitting fireballs back at Hagenim. And in, and it takes like, oh god, how many hits was it? I can't remember. I think it was eight hits to take him out. And I've gotten sword upgrades. I, I feel like I'm doing no more damage than I was when I with the base sword. I've gotten two sword upgrades, and I honestly can't tell the difference. Uh, on top of all of this, your magic meter regions. It regenerates what? at all times. Yeah, yeah. So I finally found the blue cane that makes you invincible. So literally right now the game is, except for when I need to use another item to get through a puzzle, quote puzzle. Yeah, um, I, if I, unless it's that, unless I have something like the hookshot equipped, I just have the blue cane on at all times. And I turn it on. And it, it literally killed a boss. Uh, the boss is from the Desert Palace. You have to refight them a few times. Uh, there was this one room where you refought them, and it's surrounded by spike traps, because of course, why not? And they have a ton more health. And I was sitting there swinging my sword at them while also having my blue cane up. But using my sword was dealing less damage, and I actually ran out of magic. So the second time I fought them, by the way... These don't count as bosses when you go if you go back through this room later where you've killed these guys that are bosses from the first game, but not bosses here, they'll respawn and you have to fight them again. So I went through this room again and I fought him again and I whipped out my blue cane and I just let the blue cane damage him. I had a quarter or a third of my magic left from just the blue cane killing them. It was more efficient to let the blue cane do all the work than to swing my sword at them. This is the epitome. <laughs> Of shit tier game. So you're excited to finish this game, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, oh, the the place where I fought two Armos in a row earlier, by the way. I forgot to talk about this. So the game removes the ability for you to bring up your map. You don't get to look at the map of a dungeon. You can look at the map of the overworld, but you can't open your map in the dungeon. So the place where I fought the two Armoses is called Darunia's Cavern. By the way, this game was remade by the biggest Ocarina of Time fanboys I can possibly imagine, because can you just use the shield asset from the original Link to the Past? No, no, we've got to make him have the Deku shield now. Because Ocarina of Time was just so good. All of these dungeons I've been going through, they're Ocarina of Time dungeons. They have names of the sages from Ocarina of Time, Darunia's Cavern, <laughs> Impa's Way, so on and so forth. The first three dungeons you do in the game are Nehru's... They're the, the three gods, or goddesses. And the prizes you get when you finish them, the first three dungeons, it's the pendants from, not Link to the Past, but from Ocarina of Time. So it's those little gems you get. 
So is this just a big fanfic of? I mean, that's which title? Of, of more of Ocarina of Time, I feel like. Uh, and then link, they used Link to the Past assets because they probably couldn't do a ROM hack of a Nintendo sixty four game at the time. If I had to guess, what's the name of this uh, one? This uh, Parallel one? Worlds. Okay. Okay, and so the dungeon where I fought two Armoses is Darunia's Cavern. Why does this whole? Why did I bring up this whole map thing now? Because this dungeon is a six by ten grid of rooms. There are sixty rooms. Then there are four rooms off to the side that take you to the second Armos fight. By the way, when you finish that Armos fight, all it lets you do is get into a room where you get to read a tablet that tells you the things that you can throw into a fairy fountain. You can literally find this information out just by trial and error at a fairy fountain. So this <sighs> six uh, this six by ten map grid layout of sixty rooms is just a giant maze where you don't get to know where you are or where you're supposed to go or where you, what you're supposed to do. I got lucky enough that I found the item, the big chest. There's a, there's a big chest key and a big key, by the way. You need both. You need the big chest key to open the big chest. The big key does not open the big chest in this version. But they haven't updated the fucking text in the game to reflect that. So if you walk up to the big chest, it just says you need the big key. That's really good. That's well done. <laughs> That's not fucking lazy as shit. <laughs> and uh, so you just wander around in this dungeon. You have no idea which direction you're supposed to go. You have no idea uh, which thing you're supposed to do. They use a remix of the Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda dungeon <laughs> music, but updated to 16-bit because all of the room layouts in this dungeon, it's based on, like, it's it, every room layout is rooms that you find in the original Zelda. So you've got, like, push block puzzles for every room to get through them. You have to push this block to open this door to get over here and blah, blah, blah. And so I made it up. The first thing that happened to me in this dungeon is I eventually made it up into the top left of the dungeon and I went in the very top leftmost room. Turns out this is not the room that you're supposed to go into. Not only that, but I've, I've gotten there too early. So this room, what does it do? It gives you a teleport. It locks the door behind you and gives you a teleporter that takes you back to the very first room of the floor. So fuck that, that is what I just heard. So fuck that, basically. So what I ended up doing, I, I almost went, I basically explored every single room by accident. I also did this when I didn't have the blue cane. So a lot of these rooms, they're the laser beam eyes. They do four hearts of damage. You can't get through the rooms unless you have the potion to get your hearts back, or you have the blue cane. And so I had to pop a potion to get through here. Because I was, I found this dungeon too early. My mistake. So I'm going through it, and I managed to get the big chest key and the big chest, and I make my way down, and uh, turns out one of the very few enemies in the entire dungeon that I didn't kill had the big key. So I was like, so I eventually pulled up a map that told me some of this stuff. So I go and I kill him, and I get the big key, and I make it up to the top left room again, uh, but the room, I stay in the room right outside of that, because the room next to that top left room is the room that you actually want to get up to to get to the next floor to make it to the boss. But you also need a small key. And I hadn't <laughs> found the small key yet. So I had to spend... This is why I was late for the podcast, by the way. Oh, this is just tonight? This was the last dungeon that I did right before I went live. Or came here on the podcast right before I ended stream. And I missed the small key. So I had to route my way literally all the way back down towards the starting room. Like a, like a giant circular path. 
to get the small key that was in a pot that was like two rooms above the starting room but that you can't get to from the starting room because of doors closing behind you constantly that you can't open all that kind of shit so i go and i get the small key and i get up there the, i trounce the boss fight it's a fucking joke because lol blue cane shits on everything this is one of the dumbest things i've like this is one of the worst rom hacks i've ever played <laughs> This is this is the worst ROM hack I've ever played, and one of the dumbest gaming experiences. But experience a lot of people thought I've it was good. Had. So many people have told me that it was really good, and it has some good things to it, but it's so much trash. Uh-huh. Like the whole regening magic thing is designed specifically because they want you to use the blue cane to get through so many of the rooms. There are so many rooms that force damage on you if you do not have the blue cane. <laughs> so then the strat of the entire game is to use the blue cane. And then when you're clear in a room or you get to a safe spot somewhere, wherever that might be, fast forward the emulator so you get your magic back so that you're safe in the next room. Over and over and over. Wow. It's, 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 it's awful. not It's not a yeah, random... I, it doesn't do a randomizer, does it? Like, no, it's not no, nothing like that. It's okay. a very strict set thing. Uh, there, there's honestly so much more awful shit I could say about this, but I'm going to leave it at that. I don't why know why so this game regarded? I don't know. Because it was one of the... It was probably the first ROM hack okay. and the first decently executed ROM hack. I mean, again, this came, this originally came out, out in uh, back in 2003. Yeah. So back then, this was, like, unprecedented. But it's... <laughs> funny enough, I would compare it to Ocarina of Time and say that it has aged, like, absolute shit. You don't think Ocarina of Time is aged very Yeah, I was just going to say that. You don't think OT? No, I mean, it's such a rough first entry. It's so very... This is our baby steps into 3D Zelda making. Hmm. I haven't and played then it a, since it came again, out. Like, the Z-targeting, it's just a lot of clunky stuff. It's not a bad game, but oh. it gets way more... It's not, like, the best game of all time. It's pre, it's Oh, yeah, it's not the GOAT. Far too highly. It's not aged well. There are way <laughs> better 3D Zelda-like games out there today such as Darksiders 1. I'd rather play Darksiders 1 than Ocarina of Time. Wow. I really like playing OT. That's funny. I, I do want to do another play of Ocarina someday, but like I don't expect it to be... Uh, it's not going to live up to what it was when we were kids. I, yeah, no, not I'm not close. expecting that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't ever expect that from games, honestly. Like, I try not to, at least. Oh, man. <laughs> That was an interesting rant. I kind of liked it. I, I, oh, man. That was almost Kingdom Hearts quality. <laughs> that Darunia's Cavern yeah. really set me off today. That pissed me off. Now, all right, so in one of the other dungeons, it's a teleporter maze, that they and they make, uh, like, you have to walk into multiple rooms to see where the teleporters are, see which section you're in, see if anything's different and all this shit. And it's just trial and error. <laughs> like, it's literally just, oh, there are no enemies in this place. It's just trial and error over and over and over. Uh, all right, I'm done. I'm making myself. So stop. I have a couple questions. So right, are yeah, you going to continue yeah. to do runs in your your speedrunning though, at least? Uh, for the randomizer, yeah, yeah. I am actually going to be doing. I'm doing a subathon for my channel tomorrow. Cool. Uh, thanks. I just had my four year anniversary of streaming on Twitch hey, on on uh that was Monday, oh, Monday May the first, and then on Sunday April thirtieth, I had my three year sub button anniversary hey. so those just happened but i'm saving up the celebration the official celebration for tomorrow i'm going to be doing a subathon 
I'm gonna go longer the more that people sub, tip, Ooh, give bits, and all this longer. stuff. Yeah, like I need to be longer. I do need to learn how to talk though. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm so definitely you, you stream for a year before you actually still. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's really impressive. I mean, I should have had it even sooner, honestly. Like six months. I had better numbers at six months than I had at twelve months. Hmm. But Twitch is Twitch, and shit happens. So. Especially then. Like but, I remember, uh, it used to be a long yeah. queue for it. Yeah. Uh, I am going to be doing a subathon, and I'm going to be doing a fun little speed run thing where I'm going to be playing through Spelunky. I'm going to be doing a bunch of roguelikes to start, so I'm going to do Spelunky, cool. The Binding of Isaac, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, and then Enter the Gungeon. And then after those four, I'm going to do a Link to the Past randomizer run. That's oh, really actually, cool. I I didn't talk about my masochist run, did I? <laughs> no. On the last podcast? Uh. You may have actually. I can't remember. You said you talked about some sort of special hard run. I, I may have just been my regular hard run. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I'll, I'll. I've said enough. If I didn't talk about the masochist last time, I'll talk about it some other time. <laughs> That's funny. That's really cool. I'm glad you're enjoying speedrunning. I mean, we've always, we've watched you play a lot of games. At a really high quality, so it's enjoyable to see you speedrun it like that. It's been really interesting, like, actually learning the speedrun tricks for Link to the Past. Mm. Like, I I now know about bomb jumps, which is why I was like, oh yeah, Parallel Worlds, that won't be that bad. You need to know bomb jumping, whatever. Like, that was fine. And I, so I've learned bomb jumps. Um, I've learned, I've actually, I don't use it in my route, because it's, uh, we do no major glitches, but I've learned a major glitch in the game where you can get into Ganon's tower without having any of the crystals. So if I wanted to, as soon as I can get into the Dark World, I could technically go through Ganon's tower. Uh, and it's oh, just gosh. been really cool learning a lot of these tricks. And I mean, it's just a fun little speed run to do. Everybody loves watching it. I love doing it. I am not planning on dropping the randomizer runs anytime soon. I am planning on planning on being done with Parallel Worlds as soon as possible, though. So you, are, you have to complete it, though? That was part of your... Uh, I have to. I didn't say I had to in the agreement. I said I would play it, but I, I might not finish it. But nope. at the same time, I think I can finish it in one more stream. I just don't know if I'm up for that. <laughs> yeah, especially if you go through some more bullshit again. You might just, like, rage quit and be like, I'm done streaming for the day. I'm done. That's it. I'm out. Fuck it. That's funny. Cool. Well, it's funny because yeah. you played a Zelda game, and so did I. <gasps> so I know. So I'm. I watched a. I was, when you were talking about Ocarina of Time, this is actually kind of funny. I was watching a guy do a playthrough of Ocarina of Time, just like one of his earlier ones. He wasn't speedrunning anything, and I was like, man, I really want to play that game. And I was like, but I really want to play Majora's Mask. So I was like, I'll play both of them. I was like, I'll just play them in order, and then and then talk about them like in comparison on the podcast. I thought that'd be really interesting. So I played Majora's Mask this time because I played the one. I wanted to play the one that I already have played just to kind of burn through real quick. And then I can jump into something you know, I haven't played too much. Um, so I played Major's Mask for N64. This came out in 2000. Yeah, 2000, October 2000. Um, I've talked about this before in the podcast. And um, mainly I want to talk about today just to kind of in preparation to compare it with uh, OOT as well. So I know people obviously have heard before, but Blake's not a huge fan of this game. I'm a huge fan of this game. Um, I played this when it first came out, and 
this was the first one for the N64 that I fully played through on my own. I played OOT at a buddy's house and we kind of like traded back and forth. So this was my first installment, which may be part of the reason why I like it more. Um, but for the most part, what I like about Bitter's Mask is the theme. Um, the idea is when you come into this town, there is a three-day cycle that happens. And at the end of three days, the world ends. So at the end of three days, you either have to beat the game or you can play a song in Ocarina to go back in time and go back to the first day. And most things, when you go back in time, go back to how they were. Um, only certain items you collect, and that's actually pretty much it. just the, the weapons you collect, or sorry, the items you collect, and I guess the hearts you collect as well. So it makes it really interesting, because especially the, the when I first played it, I struggled a lot in the early stages of the game. It, it gives you a, a pretty good run-through of what to do. Like, you know, they, they guide you, just, you know, I kind of wandered around and started talking to people, and you kind of get pieces of things. And early on, you work to get a notebook that helps you sort of track everybody's schedule. And the idea behind this is every, not everybody, but a majority of people that are in the town and in the game have some sort of um, component to getting a mask. And the idea is to collect all the masks, or uh, if you want to 100% the game, which I'm going to do. And so you kind of talk to people, and like randomly you'll you'll get a notification that you entered in your notebook, and you're like, okay, this person's doing this at this time. And it's like, well, why are they doing that? And then if you the next time, when you reset the time, you go talk to them earlier in the day, it's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. They're here now, and they end up there. But like, what are they doing in the middle? And you find out there's like a side quest, more or less, and you complete it and you get a mask. And some of them are really easy. Um, some of them take a couple tries if you fail. Some of them are very tedious and you have to be at certain places at a very specific time, which is a little bit hard. Some of the, the final, the last couple masks, the first time I fully played through without any guidance, um, I struggled with. One of them was the, um, I can't think of the name of the Pikachu mask. Uh, couple's mask, I think it's called. Keaton, um, Keaton, yeah, Keaton. yeah. That quest is it streams across all three days, and you have to be at specific places at specific times. Some of them are pretty obvious, and they tell you, but other ones it like took me um, one or two playthroughs to figure out what to do with them. Because if you miss the window, well, guess what? You either have to play through the rest of that three-day segment, or you have to cycle back and then do the first parts of it. And for the most part, this is an issue, especially once you talk to there, there's a. So at the end of the three days, I was talking about you can play a song in Arcane and go back to time, but uh, there's actually one of the, I think it's one of the Scarecrow tells you that if you play the song backwards, time goes slower. And so you can slow down time, which actually helps immensely, especially when you really don't know what you're doing, you have to kind of feel things out. Um, so it has all the, in addition to that, it's all the basic elements of Zelda games, you know, normal items and everything. Um, very similar uh, play style to Ocarina of Time. Like, was there many control or fighting changes that were made between the two of them? Uh, no, I don't think any, really. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, the biggest, the closest <laughs> thing to gameplay changes would be the different masks interact at, like, yeah. in different ways compared to what you have available in Ocarina of Time. Uh, yeah, that's about it. And I mean, it, they don't do anything that differently. It's mostly like, this one has a ranged attack. You're used to ranged attacks. This one punches things. I, I guess the closest would be uh, the Zora mask and the swimming fight mechanics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that was all oh, the swimming mechanic is terrible. Mm, yeah, Honestly, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah that, that's like so frustrating. <laughs> when you slam into something and you have to rebuild speed. And, oh, my God. 
<laughs> so yeah, kind of Blake, Blake hinted about it a little bit. The masks do different things. Um, some of them don't really do anything useful. Some of them, like the bunny hood, make you run quicker. And then you can obviously shift between a Deku, Azora, and a Goron. So you can switch between the three of those. And they have different abilities that help you progress throughout the game. Um, so I kind of talked about early on, the, the theme of this game is what is what what drew me so much to it. I don't know if it was just an age thing or what, but just this whole concept that everybody's kind of in this state <laughs> where they really don't care like some people don't care that the world's going to end. Like they know, they see this giant comet floating above the city and it's got this scary ass looking face on it. And they're like, yep, I don't think anything's going to happen. And then other people are like, oh yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to happen, but I really don't care. And then other people are like, what the fuck are we to do? And it's funny as it gets closer and closer because the town is pretty much deserted towards the end. Um, at the end of the third day, everybody just kind of pieces out because like, obviously they want to go somewhere else and, and not want to die. And it's just interesting. The last couple of people you talk to, they're just like, they really just kind of accept it. Like, they're like, oh, bring it on. Like, it's just incredible. Like, I was really surprised that, like, such a, you know, primarily intended for children had such, like, a dark feeling to it. And then at the end of the, the third day, if you if you don't beat the game or you don't reset the time, the meteor just crashes into the city and kills everybody. <laughs> and the idea in the game is you defeat um, the four major bad guys. And when you do that, um, you are able to summon one of four of these guys that can, that can basically hold up the comet. And so when you get all four of them, spoilers, obviously, it's an old game, so it doesn't matter, but um, once you get all four of them, they actually stop the comet. If you have any more, any less than four, the comet will still reach you and just kill everybody. But if you have four, they hold it, and then you actually go up into the comet and fight the final boss, which is Majora. And it's just, just really cool. I really enjoyed uh, progressing through it and collecting the items, and the masks were very fun. Like I said, some of them you know, took a good amount of time to do. Um, it has the same same music, same songs for the most part, I think, uh, on the Ocarina. So just really enjoyable experience. I am done with three of the major bosses. So I have one left, and then I have to collect a handful more masks, and then I'm pretty much going to beat the game. And then once I finish it, I'm planning to play through Ocarina at time. So I'll probably talk about Majora's Mask just a little bit more in the next one and then jump into as far as I am in OOT. Sweet. Yeah, it's a very fun game. How many like how many masks As, are there that you have to get? Twenty-seven or thirty? Yeah, twenty-seven. Yeah. Some of them are really simple. Some are just like, hey, if you go talk to this dude and then guide these chickens together, then you get a mask. It's like, oh, okay. But other ones, it's like, hey, this other is ones are like, you have to do shit over every single day yeah. over three days, stuff yep. like that. Yeah, those <laughs> ones are pretty easy to goof, but. As long as you're flexible and you're like, okay, well, I fuck this mask up, I can go do this or this. My favorite thing, by the way, I forgot about this. With the, when you defend the Amani Ranch, that music and that scenery. I played that the first time when I when I, at night. It's like this really like you go to this uh, farm and you see Epona, like she's kind of sta stable, and you talk to this girl and she's kind of talking about these bandits or something weird, and she's like, she kind of tells you like, hey, you should stay the night and protect us, and like you're sitting there and like nothing's happening, and then aliens invade the farm, and it's got this like crazy soundtrack <laughs> to it, and it it was super terrifying. I was like, I don't want to do this right now. Like this is actually terrifying. Not recently. This is the first time I played through it. I had to wait till the daytime to actually play through it because I was so freaked out. <laughs> it's just super fun. I love that part. Do you remember that part, Blake? I don't remember doing it myself, but I remember watching it on a speed run. Was that music used in the first one? I actually? don't remember the music, actually. Okay. Uh, as a quick aside, uh, <laughs> Robert, I like that you liked this tweet. Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry, there's this guy... Um, 
he does like funny vine type shit uh, but vine's dead but it's similar content like little videos about video game stuff and apparently one of the things he's been talking about lately is not liking kingdom hearts uh, oh, no. maybe he was saying that it was hard <laughs> or something and so he put out a tweet where he put someone people have been saying to him oh you should have done the side quest it makes it makes kingdom hearts way easier and he says maybe i would have been compelled to do them if the game wasn't shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw that i was like yep you liked that within 20 <laughs> seconds of me retweeting him and i was like damn that's funny <laughs> <Made> it strong <laughs> I got like a magnet towards Kingdom Hearts hate. It's funny how the first time I, I played through the game, I enjoyed it so much. And then the more recently, it was like, holy shit, this game's bad. Oh, man. All right. So uh, now that we've, all three of us have gone over our games, we guess we're on to top three. Yep. Top six. Well, oh, top yeah, top six. six. So what we're going to talk about today is there was the video game hall of fame and we're going to talk about um of the nominees obviously it was chosen i think today yeah they did it today we'll talk about the yes. ones who won after yeah, we uh, do our lists yeah so they provided what was the total count on there was 12 uh yeah, yeah. so of the 12 uh, finalists that made it in for potential inductees for 2017 the list was donkey kong well, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on Let- Oh, oh, okay. This yeah, is yeah. the okay, finalist. Okay, okay. Come on, yeah. spoilers. This isn't the 12 that got in. Jesus Christ, you dick whistle. Go on. <sighs> All right. Anyways, Donkey Kong, Final Fantasy VII, Halo 1, Microsoft Win- Windows Solitaire. What the hell's wrong? Mortal Kombat, Myst, Pokemon Red and Green, Portal, Resident Evil, Street Fighter 2, Tomb Raider, and Wii Sports. And we t- touched on it briefly a little bit last time, um, but we decided to make lists that were. Top six oriented, or sorry, top six of the twelve that were listed, and then they ended up only inducting uh, four of them. But yeah, we thought they we thought they were going to do six, uh, but it turns out they only do four on each of these. But but we came up with six anyway, so we'll just stick with the six. Yeah, did we go in the same order we were in? Yeah, that's that's easy enough. Perfect. Uh, my number six is Donkey Kong. Um, I'm not like a huge Donkey Kong really? fan, but I feel like it's pretty. Uh, it's like the iconicness of it uh, is kind of what stood out to me in, in this list of 12. So I feel like it's a solid number six. I'll give you a solid number six. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. Well done. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Blake, you're up. Props for that. Um, all right. I want to give my honorable mention, my number seven spot. This was really t- hard to choose between these two. I'm giving my number seven spot to Windows Solitaire. I think it's okay. it, for the iconicness. I still play it a decent amount, funny enough, like randomly yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played I'm that in a damn long good. time. I'm actually pretty damn good at it. It's so funny. Uh, but my actual number six is going to have to be Mortal Kombat because as a kid that grew up in the 90s, Mortal Kombat as a console game changed, it literally changed the world. Uh, it was... It, it, it really did, caused, actually. Yeah. It caused people to go in front of the Supreme Court about the about about video games. Yeah, the and violence. to talk to them about yeah. the blood and violence and all this stuff. And um, from remembering things correctly, that's when the ESRB was created. I believe so as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we wouldn't have the ESRB even without Mortal Kombat's existence. It changed <laughs> the shape of the entire industry. And something. I mean. 
everybody knows Mortal Kombat. It's oh, had yeah. movies made about it. It's had <laughs> TV shows. It's had cartoons. It's too big to not fit on there. As as much as Solitaire is like, yeah, it's Solitaire. Mortal Kombat created it. Went to court. <laughs> I, rem- I remember when I, I was still going to church at the time when Mortal Kombat came out, and the pastor actually talked about oh, it. No. He was basically <laughs> saying, like, you know, warning parents not to let their kids play because it was at like all the local grocery stores. Really, <laughs> that's, really that's terrible and hilarious. Gosh. All right, so my number six is going to be Portal. Uh, I, I've expressed this before. I'm not a huge Portal person. I think Portal 2 is super fun. I think the whole concept of Portal is okay, but I think it's way too iconic, and it has such a ridiculous cult following behind it that it has to go in. It just it just has to at this point. Like, it's so big, it's unbelievable. Fair enough. I, I want to clarify, I said I'm not a huge Donkey Kong fan. I love Donkey Kong the character. But I'm, I was never a huge fan of the original Donkey Kong game. Yeah, neither was I, actually. That's funny to say that. The Wii, uh, Wii U ones were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Wii U, uh, I didn't finish all the first one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I didn't finish all the first one, but I got a decent way through it. And I was like, you know what? This is the, mo- this is the closest thing to fun that I've had with the Donkey Kong game. I yes, I, and I, I didn't even I didn't like Donkey Kong Country very much either. But I just love oh, really? I, I really like Donkey Kong the character more than anything. I was just gonna say that. Like, do you guys feel like this was the right choice of the Donkey Kong of the Donkey Kong games from the series, or do you think? Donkey oh, I Country, think so. I think if no, think I think so? you gotta oh, go with being the inducted. Absolutely, yeah, yeah the original. Okay. I mean, Donkey Kong the original has the whole high score drama behind it and all this stuff. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very it, it's iconic. Most people know about climbing up ladders, jumping over barrels. Saving print the princess at the top of the girlies <laughs> and all that. Yeah, definitely. Jay, you're number six. Nope, that was my number six. So I did portal. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, number five. I got to go with. I got to go with mist. You probably could guess that this wow. one would be on my list. It's basically a point and click adventure. I mean, I guess it's really like the most pure point and click adventure game. There's. I guess there you do have an in, you don't really have an inventory. You can carry like one object at a time, uh, but you're literally like you don't even like see your own character. Like it's first person view everything. You're just going around clicking on things, solving puzzles. Uh, it was pretty big at the time because uh, it was like a, a very early CD-ROM game, so it took advantage of you know the the improvement in graphics that CD-ROM uh, allowed at the time, which was basically to have like. <clears throat> uh, like photograph. Well, I guess it wasn't photographics. Maybe some of it was, but it was like, you know, 3d, a lot more realistic graphics than most games at the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like for that reason, and, and like for the, like kind of like the bare bones simplicity of it and then the puzzle solving and uh, the, the, the story that kind of came out of the world that you were exploring. Like there, there wasn't really a game like this at the time. Also in the sense of like, it just plops you in the middle of the world and you have no idea what's going on. You have to just sort of explore and figure it out. There's basically no other characters in the game. Um, Mist was pretty big at the time. I don't feel like it was really, as far as influential goes, I don't feel like, like, I feel like Donkey Kong was kind of more influential and, uh, you know, more part of pop culture than Mist ever was. But I feel like Mist was a better game. So that's, that's why I place it above Donkey Kong. I can agree with that. Blake, number five? Number five. The game that created the console FPS genre, Halo 1. 
That game is literally a pioneer of that system. <laughs> it, it was the entire reason people bought Xboxes. Because there wasn't much else on that system, I'll tell you that. It had the original Ninja Gaiden, and it had Halo, and that was it. As much of a non-fan as I am of this game, it created LAN parties for console gamers. It created FPS on consoles, and it is a huge, huge icon of the game industry. It launched them in into being competitive like you realize that like it's insane to think like the n64 ps1 and that game like pushed the xbox up there with the yep. other two if, if halo didn't exist the xbox would not have done anything flopped i agree it wouldn't yeah have you're, that's that's a good i never i kind of had forgotten about that yet but there especially at launch like there just wasn't oh, yeah. i mean yeah. I, I had actually a good number of games at launch but like just nothing really like I mean, like what, like Project Gotham Racing, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Usually, yeah. a sports game, a racing game, yeah, and then their actual title. <laughs> and the sports and racing games were good for sports and racing games, but like, yeah, there was nothing like this. Was the one that was kind of like, this, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a good, good one. one. My number five is Mortal Kombat. Uh, very similar to Blake. We're around the same age. Um, I, I should have put 90s. Mortal Kombat higher on my list, by the way, because of it, like creating the SRB, but I wasn't sure about it. Yeah, I could probably justify putting mine a little bit higher as well. Yeah. But uh, originally, I mean, I was going to put Street Fighter on here purely because, you know, we talked about it before. You guys said it was um, one of the biggest reasons for the fighting game scene in esports. And obviously, I care a lot about esports, but. I didn't experience that firsthand. Mortal Kombat, I played a ton of. Uh, whenever I'd go to the grocery store with my mom, my brother and I would always play Mortal Kombat until, kind of like we talked about, it became so publicized how violence, uh, how violent. Until and, you went to church? Yeah, more or less. No, just the news. And it was like, you know, the partial nudity and just the absolute violence. And it was just like, nope, never playing that again. And then we'd have to rent it and with my dad usually. play. But I've play, <laughs> I played a ton of Mortal Kombat at the arcade. It's one of the... Probably one of the probably play this more than anything else, honestly, in the arcade growing up. This or Gauntlet, I would say. Oh yeah. yeah. A lot a lot of really good memories playing this game. Oh yeah, me too. And that's why it's my number four. Hey. hey. Six five four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much covered it. The only thing I'll add is I remember the very I remember the first time I saw Mortal Kombat. I had not like heard of it yet. I somehow like hadn't read about it in the magazines or anything yet, but I was in an arcade and I was just like walking I was just, like, walking by, and I kind of, like, looked back, and I saw this uh, fighting game, and, like, the characters, you know, they look, like, a lot more realistic than most games. I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. And, like, literally, as soon as I had that thought, it said, finish him. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be, because, you know, I'm used to, like, playing Street Fighter. And then he, uh, and then he literally punches the guy's heads, you know, the guy's head off. You know, it was, it was the classic fatality from, uh, that was, uh, oh, shoot, who did that? Was it Sub-Zero that does that? Which one? Um, Who punches their head off? Uppercuts their head off? Yeah. Or punch... Oh, Uppercuts God. It. Scorpion? Scorpion, maybe? It might be Scorpion, yeah. One, one of those. Um, I can't I can't believe I don't even remember anymore. Kano rips somebody's head, heart out. Yeah. Uh, Scorpion has the fire one. I feel like some of those... Was it Johnny Cage? Uh, maybe. It, it might have been Johnny, Johnny Cage. Cage. Um, but I, I saw that, and I was just like... I had never seen anything like that before. I was like, holy shit. Like, immediately, I was like, this game is fucking evil. I was like, damn. And then, like, of course, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to play it that day. But then, like, you know, I played it as soon as I could. And I, I, I think I was, like, I think the – I remember one time being on, like, a field trip for my school. And, like, we stopped – like, part of the field trip we went to, like, putt-putt or something like that. 
And uh, they had a Mortal Kombat game there, and obviously we weren't allowed to play it, but I was playing it anyways. And, like, if I saw, like, a teacher or something, like, you know, walking in the general area, I would, like, kind of walk away from the game, just, like, look around like I wasn't really playing it. <laughs> as soon as you walk by, I'd run back over to it and keep playing it some more. That's so funny. Yeah. That's, that's a good one for sure. All right. Who's next? All right. Uh, so that was your number four, right? Yeah. All right. Let me pull my list up here. All right. My number four is... Which probably should have been lower. I could totally swip this, swip, swap this and Mortal Kombat. I'm putting Portal because uh, because the meme. <laughs> because, because you have to. Because really? you almost have to, honestly. It became such a big thing. It it took over. Like people that didn't play video games know about it. They knew about yeah. it. They know about it. The memes are still around. People still make the cake is a lie jokes for some yeah. god awful <laughs> reason. I could not tell you why people still do that, but here we are in 2017. Still do it today. Like, it's insane. I'm in a group chat with like 40 people, and people still nope. do it like weekly, at least. I'm like, wow, that's not overused. Keep going. Okay. That's how you, cool. That's... I, thought, I thought he was going to say more. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have more. I mean, you covered it earlier, and I, for me, the biggest thing there is it became a huge part of the culture. Yeah, somewhat unfortunately. So, all right, my number four is Mist. Um, Robert, oh, cool. I did a great job of covering it. Um, I still have a player's guide for Mist uh, nice. from when I was a kid because I'm, I don't know, Robert, you didn't really touch on this, but this game was really hard if you weren't. If you didn't have a fully functioning brain, like that game was so difficult. I remember like getting into rooms and being like, "All right, they gave me this and this. What now?" And then I'd like look around, I click on everything. Do what now? It's just like, yeah, do what now? Like I'd be standing there with like the most random items. It took me forever, and I used the player's guide a lot. Um, I, honestly, my brother and I played together, and I would read the player's guide a lot and watch him play and just kind of walk talk to him through it and stuff. But my God, that game was so visually, it was so cool at the time. And it was just like, it dropped you into the world and you pretty much just were like, all right, figure out what's going on here. You're like, what? And it, you know, you're so used to games kind of guiding you along the way and this game just drops you right in. And very, yeah. very fun title. I feel like I feel like it holds up surprisingly well too. I, I, does it? Yeah, because I, I bought it when it first came out and like you, you know, I was pretty young and I, I didn't get very far. Uh, and then... I actually bought it like two years ago and played through it through, through the whole thing, like for my first time. And yeah. like, it, I, it had me pretty, like I was engaged with it the whole time. Like I, like the whole, like I never really got bored. You know, I would get into a ruts where like I couldn't figure something out for a long time. So I'd have to like set it down for, you know, a day or two and then come back to it. But uh, like, I always felt like, like I was making just enough progress to stay interested in it. And like the puzzles were, some of them were really tough, but I, I never felt turned off by it. Yeah, I don't think I ever got to that point. There was a couple times when I, you know, you'd get kind of frustrated, but you'd, you'd sleep on it, come back, and yeah, exactly. Continue. Very true. Are we on number All right, Robert, number three. three. All right. Yep. Can't leave this one off. Final Fantasy VII. Um, Why? I mean, just because it's <laughs> such an iconic RPG. Like it's one of the most famous RPGs ever made. And I mean, that's that's really all I've got. Like. It's it holds up really well, I think. I mean, I played this one also like so. about two or three years ago, actually for the first time, and I thought it was just like tons of fun. Uh, and when it came out, it was like a phenomenon. Uh, this like I feel like it really helped the RPG genre in general. Kind of help, like I mean, there were 
obviously plenty of uh, RPG fans already, but this like really I feel like kind of blew it up a little bit more. Fun enough. That's what I'm listening to right now. Yeah. Perfect timing. You listen. Oh, nice. Yeah, also, kind of we were talking about uh, the Halo pushing the Xbox. This game, if I'm not mistaken, the, the year, this came out like, I That's think why it was I a, a year. Yeah, it's like a PlayStation came out, and then I think this came out almost a year into the system, and the next year they doubled their console sales or something insane. <laughs> and it was primarily because of this flagship title. Like, this game was incredible. And, you know, there's there's a lot of arguments for it not being the best Final Fantasy, and a lot of people, it was their first real you know, breath it's... into it. It's the Ocarina of Time of the Final Fantasy series. It was a lot of people's first entry. Yeah. So for a lot of people, it's very, very highly regarded because of that. I think it's an amazing game. I love the story. It's a little yeah, convoluted. Absolutely. I love the gameplay, but yeah, I definitely think it deserves it. I mean, I'm not saying that isn't like to take away anything from it, but like the, it, there's a reason that it was a lot of people's first game, first Final Fantasy game. I mean, it, well, it's a, a lot of people lost their virginity to it. Huge part of the game. Uh, gaming history because of that I lost actually, my virginity to it. I was, my I was gonna... virginity to myself. <laughs> I, what's wow. funny about the Final Fantasy VII is is I know a lot of people who didn't normally play video games played this game. They may not have 100 percent it and killed Emerald Weapon, Ruby Weapon, but I know a lot of people that weren't normally into video games too much got really into this. Huh. And I can just watching other people. My sister played. This is one of the last games I ever. Played. My sister, she played through this 100. percent Oh well, she doesn't play games like at all. No. Uh, my number three is the fighting game that started it all, Street Fighter <laughs> There two. it is. Uh, I mean, we've talked before about how there would not be a competitive fighting game scene without Street Fighter 2. There would not be combos without Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah. Street Fighter 2 literally introduced combos out on accident to the fighting game genre. And people thought that it was a that the person doing it was cheating at first at the first tournament <laughs> they went to. That's super funny. Yeah, I mean this game again would not be a competitive fighting game scene without Street Fighter Two. All right, my number three yeah, is. I know how to keep it short and sweet, man. I'm just saying. There you go. Oh, you're good. I think you did a good job with that one. Uh, my number three is Halo for Xbox. Um, I pretty much expressed my prim primary reason for it. I mean, I think this made the Xbox. Um, I wasn't a huge Halo fan when it came out. Um, I liked to watch Red and Blue, Red vs. Blue when it came out. That was you know, pretty cool. Um, oh, but yeah, I that was really, funny. I actually played through Halo 1, I think the first time I like 100% it on the hardest difficulty was like 2008, 2009 probably. And I was like, wow, this is a really good game. And it still held up you know, eight years later. Um, and then I played it again recently with the podcast, and it was still really fun. Like, this is an excellent first-person shooter. I'm not a huge first-person shooter person, but this is an excellent title, and I can clearly see why this was the flagship title for, for the system. It did have a lot of problems, though. Uh, for example, the weapon that everyone spawned with, the pistol, being the best weapon in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some very... And it's all right um, for being dog do on a stick. Yeah. Some very dumb oh, things that they did there. Uh... Anyway, Robert, you're number a two. My number two is the fighting game that started it all. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like that. I liked it. <laughs> Street Fighter Two. Uh, the only thing I'll add uh, on top of what Jay, uh, what Blake said, is aside from it, like how influential it was, just like how fun the game was, just in and of itself. Uh, especially at the time, this was before you had like, I mean, there were 
like, you know, there was Street Fighter 1, of course, which was pretty much shit. But then you had Street Fighter 2, which has, like, all these different types of characters. It has, like, the army guy. It's got the two, like, ninja, like, not ninjas, but whatever you call Ken and Ryu. Uh, then it's got, like, a fucking monster. Martial artists. Well, I mean, they're they're all martial artists. <laughs> Uh, it's got a. Not it's really. Got a, you think Blanca is a martial artist? Okay, seven of the eight of them are martial artists. Uh, and fucking come on, all right. M Bison, Balrog, Vega. No, they do not do martial arts. Barky, Vega bar- boxing up and claws your dick off. Balrog <laughs> comes and punches your head in, and then bites your ear off. Boxing is a martial art. Just fucking psycho crush it. It's not a martial art. Right? It's a mar- it's martial not, art. It's is not a, fighting... a martial art in the same way that martial artists are martial artists. No, it's not like a traditional martial. You're not going to call Mike Tyson a martial artist. I would. Yeah, yeah I kind of would too. To be honest, you're trying to win an argument. I actually kind of would too. You know why it's called mixed true. martial arts? Because you mix boxing, you mix. I'm going to mix your nuts. Brazilian jiu jitsu. Oh, they're going to say on your chin. <laughs> I'm going to mix your nuts on my chin. It's not an Asian martial art. Whoa, now we're just throwing out stereotypes. Jeez, That's Robert. offensive. Low blow. Anyway, you also had the guy who could stretch his arms all the way across the screen just about and blow fire. Uh, the girl who can kick Rolling all the fire is a martial art. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the uh, sumo wrestler. I mean, like, just the even just the variety of characters. This game was so fun. And then it's got all the different, like, stages and stuff. Oh, man. Such a fun game. All right, Blake. Numero right. two. My number two. The RPG that started it all, Final Fantasy VII. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I've said before how I feel about this game on the podcast. It changed the gaming industry. It made cinematic storytelling expected. It made it normal to see it in all sorts of genres, whether it's an FPS, whether it's an RPG, an action game, a Mario game, anything. This is the game that set the, the precedent for storytelling and for cinematics and the emphasis on that. On top of that, it's a lot of people's first RPG, a lot of people's first Final Fantasy game. It's, I think, still the best-selling Final Fantasy title that Square has, and it's just one of the biggest icons in the entirety of the gaming industry. That took them 20 years to do a remake. <laughs> That's because the original was so damn good already. It's true. It is true. When's that remake supposed to come out? <laughs> Great question. Can't answer yet. What about the Final Fantasy Tactics? Uh, not we don't remake. talk about that. <laughs> what was it? Unsung. We don't talk story? about that on this one. I don't know what you're talking about, Robert. I don't know what you're talking about, Robert. <laughs> Never heard of yourself, Robert. Go play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Go do all the side quests. Yeah. Please. Go play some uh, Chrono okay. Trigger. Oh wait, never mind. Oh, already done it twice, or one point nine times. Yeah, yeah. Don't you overvalue it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number two, Blake, is Final Fantasy VII, of course. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> we pretty much already touched on everything. I mean, great game. We're all kind of looking forward to the remake, but not really. We're all kind of cringing. It's I'm, kind little, of go I'm back worried. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also very worried. Yeah, so am I. That's very fair. That's fair. Final Fantasy VII is a very, very special place in my heart. I will probably play this game at least once every two years for ever. <laughs> Such a fun <laughs> game. Cool. Hi, right, Robert. All right. I'm one. pretty I sure. Think we, I think we all have the same number <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I think so, too. I just realized that you guys hadn't said this either. Do we want to just say it on three? 
Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. One, two, three. Pokemon. Donkey Kong. Ready. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew Pokemon one of you was going to do it. I almost did Donkey Kong, too. That would have been so funny if all three of us said Donkey Kong. <laughs> I was like, Robert, you already said it, you shit. Get out of here. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it. I was never... Like a big, I, I was really never a Pokemon fan, what? but uh, like, I, I mean, you can't deny this game was an absolute phenomenon. Like, blow everything else out of the water phenomenon. Hundreds uh, and yeah. hundreds of hours. Y'all talk about it, yeah. I mean, I wasn't as into it as a lot of people, and the only one that I've ever really put a lot of time into was the first one, was the original Pokemon Red and Blue. And the thing is, the, I don't care if I, there are multiple games on this list that I'm not some huge fan of. I did not enjoy Halo. I, Portal was okay, but it was grossly overrated. And Pokemon was fun, but it, it wasn't something I got obsessed about like wow. every other kid my age. I played through the first game. I used the glitch, the missing no glitch, to get a bunch of rare candies to cheese level my guys. Um, wow. But I wasn't obsessed with it like a lot of other people. But That's crazy. what it was and what it is still is one of the biggest gaming giants yeah. that there is. Like, it might actually be bigger and do better numbers than Final Fantasy. I, I, I haven't looked that up, but if yeah. someone told me that, I would believe that. I wouldn't be surprised by, by it all. I mean, yeah. TV show, card game, yeah. everything. Just such a big... It, it was like, I remember when it just became a thing and my parents were like, oh, this is what we're doing now? Like, this this is what you're spending all your allowance money on is Pokemon cards? And I was like, yep. And then playing Pokemon Red and Green. And then I played, well, I guess it was, yeah. Um, and then I played Yellow. And then I played Silver and Gold. And that was pretty much the last one that I 100%. My God, I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours playing Pokemon. Super duper fun. Just all around. I mean, at the time, it was like, this is all, that was all I wanted from video game. Like, at That's that time, it was like, a lot of kids our age wanted. And you're, yeah, you're so actually weird. younger than me. But, and so, yeah, but it's even my, kids my age, kids older than me. My cousin <sighs> yeah. was, uh, he was the reason that I played Pokemon. He, he was watching the anime, he was watching the TV show. Which was Dodge And, Dodge. well, I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, he was watching that. He played the game. I got a Game Boy because of him specifically to play uh, Pokemon. That's this is before the was. backlit screen. And this is yeah. back when every, you'd, oh, you'd be sitting in the car holding it up against the window. And every time you play it past the street light, you get another action done. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I, like, those. I can see now! Go! Go, 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 go! <laughs> no, don't cast that! That takes forever! Fuck. Next street light. Get stopped at a red light with no street light. You're like, come on! Oh man, the original Game Boy. I I love this game though. It's super fun. I it's it's really unfortunate too because in most cases when people say like hey, when I talk about going back and playing old games, I really enjoy them. Just absolutely, I'm super impressed, super happy. But Pokemon, every time I've gone back to play or to play some of the newer ones, I am always like itching for something, and it never scratches it. It's just never. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the only titles I can think of that's just not anywhere near what it used to be. And I think some of the newer outside the Pokemon universe um, companies have done similar titles to this and they've done a much better job. And I, I think those would probably be more enjoyable at this time. What What do you think is? Um, I know Record Keepers was dummy good, correct, Blake? Was what good? Pokemon Sorry, I Record Keeper. Didn't Record Keeper have like a Pokemon aspect of it or am I thinking of the wrong title? Um, no. No. No Pokemon thing I can think of. Okay. I thought I thought there was like a Square did a uh, Pokemon type series. It's like really really good. 
or um God, I'm trying to think of something like that i yeah I'm, it's not coming to me though mm, it's not okay. record keeper though so now that we've all completed our list let's talk about what actually went through if you don't want spoilers for whatever reason. Go ahead and skip ahead now. We're going to talk about it. Um, should we do this in any specific order? Or does it matter? Uh, do them in the order that are uh, listed them, because okay. that's the order that they unveiled them. So number one on the list is Donkey Kong, um, which, no surprise. I mean, we all agreed. Very popular figure. Definitely deserves one of the... One of the and actually, like I said earlier, it's only four spots. So not though we picked six, they only chose four to actually induct into the Hall of Fame. Didn't make it onto my list. <laughs> Number two, Street Fighter 2. I like the order. Uh, again, no surprise. We talked about it. Number three, Pokemon Red and Green. We just talked about that. That was four, This was the main one that I was like, this one has to go on. Like, even Street Fighter 2, like, I would have been pissed, but I have been, like, kind of understood. But Pokemon, I was like, there's no way this yeah. cannot make this. There were two I don't know that how I didn't get on last year. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, there were two. Yeah, last year it should have gone as well. There's one that I was really surprised it wasn't on here. Uh, and then the fourth one is Halo, um, which I agree with three wow. of those. I'm very surprised that Street Fighter made it in over Final Fantasy VII. I feel like Final Fantasy VII is substantially more iconic. But maybe I don't know about me. that. I'm surprised that Halo beat Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, I'm surprised a little that bit. Donkey Kong did. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not surprised, but I would. I'm just surprised it's not on here it. somewhere. Like I feel like that is just very recognizable. I don't know. I mean, Pokemon should have been done last year, for sure. Yep. Yeah. FF7 should have been, too. FF7 was oh, on there last year, right? Oh, I don't think I don't... it was last year. Really? Because I feel like I've kind of been waiting okay, for check. them to, to nominate the, the uh, Final Fantasy VII. Huh. You guys keep talking. Just... I know Pokemon was, like you said, and Street Fighter was also through Street Fighter Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember WoW was last year, Sims was last year. Oregon Trail was last year. GTA was two years ago. I think Doom was last year as well. Possibly. Yeah, I'm just very surprised. I mean, Final Fantasy VII to me should be number two. They should have gone Pokemon and then Final Fantasy VII. And then the other other two, I think, are mostly up to debate. There's like a couple that stand out amongst the rest. But I don't know. Were you guys as surprised? Um, just yeah, that, just I that actually Halo thought Final, Final Fantasy VII would be the last one. Yeah, me yeah. too. That's crazy. I, the list, I was like, really? Yeah, I was. I was watching this. I was. They they streamed this on Twitch, and I was watching it live. And uh, they did Donkey Kong. I was like, all right. They Street Fighter Two was like cool, and Pokemon. I was like, all right, perfect. So the next one will be Final Fantasy for sure. And I was like, yep. Halo. Like not not even Mortal Kombat, but Halo. Yeah, that very much so surprised me. But anyway, I mean, I I'm not. It's not a bad list. I mean, it's a good list. Halo's the one that kind of sticks out, but uh, to, for me at least. But uh, I'm I'm happy with this. Yep. All right. Let's move on to emails. Do you want to link them? Yeah, I'll uh, How many are there? Uh, three. Okay. Damn. First one's from old from old Jeffrey. Uh, subject line is pop quiz hot shot. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
All right, Pop so this squid, is from... right, chat. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is from Jeffrey. Uh, it says, this direct quote from the last podcast, it's just so tiny and stiff and awkward, this was not a fun experience, <laughs> was A, Jay explaining how to spam more, more Pikmin, B, Rob talking about what occurred during his visit with Jay in Arizona, or C, Rob describing using the Atari controller to play Castle Crashers. I feel like C? I don't remember well, that. Well, it's C, but I wasn't playing Castle Crashers. That's a... Castle Crash came out like hmm. five years ago. Oh, I played... Uh, he's thinking of Crystal Castles. Oh, okay. That's funny. Uh, he <laughs> says, if you guess C, you were correct, but Castle I will give Crashers. you a partial credit for B, since I believe that is pro- probably also accurate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Next quote. In the last episode, when Jay said, anything that touches his tongue, he pulls into his mouth, <laughs> he was referencing... A, Jay's new pet iguana. B, Rob's behavior during his visit with Jay. <laughs> C, the final boss in Pikmin. That's awesome. I'm going to say uh, me I remember again. this one, obviously. No, it's definitely the iguana. D, all of the above. <laughs> uh, it goes on to say, the answer was C, but I'm sure you were all thinking B. Oh, well, better luck next time. Thanks, Jeffrey. Uh, since the beeping out of spoilers was brought up again last episode, I thought I would mention that the irony was not lost on me when Rob beeped out the part of my email where I spoiled the final battle of Earthbound. I was spoiled about that by an earlier episode of this very podcast. <laughs> I didn't think about that, actually. That's true. That's funny. I've never even played Earthbound. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was brought but up. But hey, hold on. Two- Real quick. I think we might have said, like, hey, this is what the ending is like. Don't listen if you don't want to know about the ending. I think. I could be wrong. I kind of remember that. All right, so it goes on to say, in fact, I'm pretty sure it was brought up at least twice. Once when someone played Earthbound as their game, and again during one of Blake's top three about favorite bosses or something like that. That sounds probably accurate. I think he's right. (laughs) I'm currently playing Final (laughs) Fantasy VI and enjoying it quite a bit. It's awesome. Good choice. Uh, I actually need to play this again. I was thinking about this recently. Although I have to say that as I replay some of these older Super NES RPGs, the limitations of how much dialogue can be programmed in, in combination with the lack of sophisticated translations makes it much harder for me to feel immersed in the world. I'm glad that Final Fantasy VI broke ground as far as having a more adult story with, adult story with less kitty tropey silliness. But I don't really feel emotionally invested into it, and I don't think that any of the characters are all that great. The story and characters Fuck just you. feel... Wow, that's actually very Fire. surprising. I thought this was one of like the best aspects of this game in my eyes is probably this and the soundtrack. Uh, sorry, the, the storyline yeah. and the soundtrack. Soundtrack's stupid good. Uh, the story and characters just feel a bit too broad and over, overly simplified. Wow. Are you sure you're playing the right game? I uh, mean, a few of them I can see that with, like Cyan and, and uh, excuse me, Cyan, Gao, Setzer, uh, and Mog, don't even play this again. Um, but characters like Tara and Locke, uh, the relationship between Sabin and Edgar. Mm. Yeah. He says, again, great game, just nitpicking. When a game is considered an all-time great, I feel obliged to compare it to my favorites. I always thought of Super Nintendo RPGs were my favorite era, but I'm starting to believe it's actually a PlayStation 1 RPGs. Final PlayStation is a sick era, really. Yeah, like, I mean... looking, it's, it's crazy at the time. Like, it was just... It was such a magical experience. It was amazing. Yeah, he lists the titles here. So he said, PlayStation 1 RPGs, Final Fantasy 7 and Tactics, Suikoden yep. 1 and 2, Breath of Fire 3. Sure, yep. Lunar, and he said, et cetera. 
Uh, Etc. Oh man. Yeah, I mean that skips over so many. Games. Yada yada yada. <laughs> yeah. Yada yada yada. I got the massage for free. <laughs> yada yada. Uh, he says, as far as my favorite vote for who gets Chase's guide, I appreciate Blake's story about skipping school, and it was very well told. Jay's church story was a bit more dramatic, even if it ultimately ended in failure. Blake was honest about his transgression, while Jay's <laughs> was entirely built around a lie. I'm not a fan of lying, but despite my ethical misgivings. Ultimately, my disdain for organized religion wins out, and I have to vote for Jay. Wow. <laughs> wow, Jeff. I thought if anybody had my back, it would be you. Jeff. Enjoy your new Final Fantasy Tactics guide, Jay, and I'll see you in hell, Jeffrey. Wow. That's awesome. Well. <sighs> All, right, All right, so we got – so, so I voted for Blake last time, and so now we have one for Blake and one vote for Jay. All right, next one comes. This one is from. Thanks, Jeffrey. I think this one is probably uh, has a vote too because uh, the subject line of this one is underhanded gaming stories. Um, oh no! This is, comes from Simon. I actually brought that up to my brother, my little brother, the one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was talking about it. Did, did he remember? Does he is he old enough to remember that? No, he was very small. He has like he remembers like little tidbits of it. Wait, did he even know like what was like? Did you were you like? Oh, All right. no, yeah no idea what no like idea. what how did you get him to go out of the church like with you were you just like hey just follow me no he was cry- he was actually crying oh oh okay so wow okay, yeah, so you seized on an opportunity of... yeah oh yeah absolutely he i mean he, he did that constantly like every time we'd be in church he'd start crying and i would always volunteer to go out because it was so early in the morning it was beautiful outside and i was literally sitting inside counting lights so sitting outside with my little brother and listening to him cry for a few minutes was much better <laughs> All right. Um, sorry, so this is from Simon? Simon. Okay, it starts with, uh, so this is from Simon. Uh, I hope it's not too late, but I vote for Jay's underhanded ways Damn. to play more game story. What's up, boys? It sounded like the kind of story that could be told to small children to teach them a valuable lesson about lying, the consequences of lying. Obviously not, though. You just voted for me, so there's no consequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're rewarding him. What's up? Positive reinforcement. <laughs> or perhaps a valuable lesson about being more crafty with your lies and thinking about the uh, thinking them through more in detail so that you don't have to end up A, looking like an idiot when the obvious holes in your story are exposed, <laughs> and B, having your plan completely backfire, resulting in total opposite outcome of what you intended. Lisa is really bad at lying. It's actually funny. Well, Whenever she's lying, I can always tell. <laughs> Uh, which I'm sure a very responsible uh, responsible lesson to be teaching small children. <laughs> Yet another example of the classic gaming podcast nurturing the youth of today to grow into educated, accomplished gamers of tomorrow. Hey, let's give ourselves a round of applause. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> King degenerates. <laughs> all right. Very good. All right. So all right, this isn't looking good. For Thanks, Blake. Simon. That's it's awesome. two to one right now. So I'm last one upset. comes in from Chase. Oh, if no. Chase votes for Blake, then I think Chase tips the uh, scale. I think Why? he's the type. Because he's, he's the type. Well, yeah, but Chase is the one who's sending the. Um, oh, oh, the what? Oh, I guess that's true. Okay, okay. And also, I voted for Blake. Also, so like with the your vote doesn't count. I can just vote for myself. You smed. Like what? You don't get a vote. <laughs> you don't get a vote. I've. I do get a vote. If Robert voted, if you vote for yourself, then I vote for me, and I still have Robert. Oh, that's vote. true. Yeah, that doesn't cancel that. Yeah. Well, you don't get to vote, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Just because. All right. Last one. Look, listen. All right. Women have. We've got our suffrage. Okay. Your vote doesn't <laughs> count now. I want my vote. All right. I'm sorry. This is from Chase. This is from Chase. Chase. This is the last one. Okay. This uh, is good Chase evening. For, for anybody who isn't 
hasn't been keeping up with this. Chase is the one sending the, uh, what is it, Final Fantasy Tactics Guide? God, stop yeah. doing that! To have a, what? Like discrediting the whole thing. Oh, what, what is the player's going to get? <laughs> so all right, go, let's go. Good evening, Robert, Jay, and Blake. How are all of you this evening? I'm well. How are you guys? I'm, I'm pretty good. You're not going to be good here in a second. Next oh, line. So who died in Diablo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still oh, alive, actually. Damn it. As for the Final Fantasy Tactics competition, Blake had a great story and discussion of him hiding in the bushes was pretty funny, but I have to give the award to the, oh! the worst to Jay. Here's why. Jay actively lied and continued to elaborate on the lie when questioned <laughs> all for the sake of maybe getting the chance to play some Final Fantasy. Some might argue that Blake's act of omission is dirty, but he didn't elaborate elaborate or try to maintain his lie. He simply did a bad thing, then owned up to it when he got caught. <laughs> Jay kept the lie alive, even if it was weak, and employed his innocent toddler brother as a tool to play a game. <laughs> That's a good point. The act of enduring deceit is a dark blemish on one's souls, gentlemen. And to the blackest of hearts goes my vote. I vote for Jay. <laughs> ah, Wait, so you get two... You get two stretch, you guys. It's okay. You can have them when I'm done with them. <laughs> All right. So in the off chance there's a tie in votes, I suggest that as Robert isn't involved in this challenge, he gets to be the tiebreaker. Go fuck well, yourself, Rob. This can be up, put up for debate, of course, but if it is, then you must come up with a tiebreaker among yourselves. Well, we don't need to. No. Next up, let's discuss what's in the box. The box of old strategy guys that oh, is. Nice. Here is the list in order of how they are stacked on my floor. Blake, you may want to brace yourselves or sit down oh, or something if God. you're not already. Star Fox 64. I get that one. 64. You can't just do that. It's competition. No, I get Star Fox 64. You can't just do that. Anyway, Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Brave friends who we can't have a competition for every single one of these. It's Why not? Take years. That'd be interesting as hell. Yeah, it would be, but... I can't come up with that many competitions. Listen, I will, I will, I'll take part of that. How about this? Whoever comes up with the best contest gets one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, number three, uh, Brave, Fencer, Brave Fencer Musashi. Uh, four, Bushido Blade Fighter's Guide. Oh, that's cool. Bushido Blade 2 Strategy Guide. Xenogears. Silent Hill. Parasite Eve. Dino Crisis. And oh, nice. Saga Frontier. Pages got wet, but it's still readable. <laughs> this one may not <laughs> Keep be Keep Saga Frontier. <laughs> Ah, not necessarily. It's like, I love players. Got minor, I don't, I don't like hearing pages got wet. So. Dude, it's probably like next to it. Yeah, probably. Uh, gonna right, listen, Robert, you can, you can pass on that one in Star Fox 64. I'll, pa I'll pass on that. Yeah, I'll take... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we can talk about... Actually, let's... What is the one you're most interested in off that list? Both of you guys. Star Fox. Like, um, Parasite Eve or Saga Frontier? I like Parasite Eve or Brave Fencer Musashi. <laughs> Can I have another competition for Parasite Eve now? Yeah, so what? This, this is, is fun. fun. No, I just, that's okay, why I'm laughing. Uh, this is new content for us. It's awesome. Uh, he says, we can talk about next challenges moving forward, but maybe see if there's anything Robert is interested in. As you Oh, know. there you go. I get stuff. I call Star Fox 64. Send that over to me. But, no, you can't face. just call it. You, you gotta he do just something. said Rob gets to pick one. I, I, that's, that's why. He gets to pick which one we compete over. Yeah. No, I read this as, which one does we Rob We can talk want? about next challenges moving forward, but maybe see if there is anything Robert is interested in as he has been in the weeds for yeah, stuff, he, stuff. We're not so going to talk about a challenge right now, in other words. We're going to talk about what Robert wants. No, because you were still in the competition for the last two strategy guides. No, you I wasn't. You didn't in, care about him. 
And well, if was, you had won them, if you had won those competitions, no, I wasn't in the comp. I didn't do the competition for uh, for Final Fantasy Tactics. I was like, y'all take that. I don't know, Bo. Regardless, I think we should do a competition. That's fine. We'll do a competition. Anyway, it's more fun. That way. Uh, as for the Hall of Fame stuff, <clears throat> who was better? Who was better at Star Fox sixty four when they were little? Is the competition probably tonight. you? Uh, me, I'm the best gamer on the squad here. So <laughs> even if I didn't play the game, I was still the best at it. Oh. See what it is. Get called out, Robert. Damn. As for the whole thing stuff, Pokemon needs to go in. Final Fantasy VII needs to go in. Street Fighter needs to go. Here we in. go. Uh, I talked about why this last, uh, this time last year, with the exception of Final Fantasy VII, which we all know why it needs to go in. Yeah, I absolutely yep. agree. Yep. Um, and now for the question of the day: We all play games as a hobby, but what else do you do? What is your next? Favorite pastime after Oh, gaming. we're really going to get to know each other now. Hiking. I hike a lot. Eating. I like hiking. I like, I like hiking food. and eating. I like all sorts of food. Oh, those are good. I like eating, too. I, uh... Jay also shoots bows and arrows. I do. I bought a bow, like, three months ago. I don't have time to do a lot else. I work, and, uh... Yeah, that's about it. I work and I eat. Oh, you know, drinking. Drinking is another fun hobby. That's good. I, uh... Over the past three years, I've been grappling, mm. and uh, that's I've like really. You also gotten... do jujitsu. Well, that's grappling. Brazilian oh, jujitsu. Oh, sorry. Oh that's my god, I was picturing. Of... That's, that's the type of grappling that I do. But I've like gotten super. I was thinking into that. of free climbing when he said grappling. I'm like, oh. Excuse me, shouldn't that shouldn't you be referring to that as a martial art? It is a martial. <laughs> yes, it is a martial art. <laughs> I would very well it. refer to it as a martial art. Yes, indeed. But I go. I do that like. Uh, Tuesdays, every Tuesday, every Thursday, sometimes twice, uh, twice on Fridays and like Saturdays whenever I can, uh, at least for an hour and a half at a time. I just love it. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. That's what everybody tells me. I've been thinking about getting into it as well. Yeah. I, I hike a lot. Um, shoot a bow, run, I've been starting to run a lot more. Um, I like camping a lot as well. A little bit outdoorsy. There you go. Awesome. He says, thanks for sharing your thoughts and doing what you do. You are all gentlemen. Please keep doing what you do. Cheers and talk again soon. Chase the night thing with a K. Thanks, Chase. Thanks for the Star Fox guide. Go fuck yourself, Robert. All we right. have a, a jiu-jitsu competition for the Star Fox guide. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually go... All right. It's going to be officiated stuff. by me. <laughs> so uh, if I don't see the nut shot, it didn't happen, by the way. <laughs> If you're looking the other direction while you swing your own <laughs> limb of your choice. Are you trying to reference my dick? What are you doing? <laughs> I wasn't trying to, but I think I did. <laughs> That's exactly what you did. <laughs> Nut shot with it from the dick. <laughs> Nut shot with my own dick. Oh, I better pop like Impressive. 50 Viagra to get it hard enough for that to hurt. God. <sighs> oh, jeez. <laughs> a little bit alright so that's the last email send emails to mail at classgamingpodcast.com email us if you want a key to day of the tentacle remastered oh yeah right this. yeah I've got an extra key I noticed today that I have an extra key for day of the tentacle remastered somebody wants that send me an email and tell me tell me why say I want it and here's why why I should get it cool on to the current gaming subcast I'll go first because I usually don't say too much uh, same case here uh, right now, I've 
obviously with the recent expansion to Hearthstone, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone again. Um, I think the game's probably in the best state it's ever been. Super fun. They added some catch-up mechanics for people who are playing for the first time. Um, I think overall <laughs> the game's pretty well balanced and there's a good variety going on. So still frustrating, but a lot better than it was before. Um, I'm about to play either H1Z1 or un uh, Player Unknown. My brother and I and a group of our friends are very cancerous players, but I really want to play a game type like that. We've been talking about it, so I think I'm on the verge of playing one of those two here in the next week. Um, and then I played and beat, or no, we got like a little over halfway through Alan Wake, uh, which was oh, nice. a Xbox 360 title, I think, to start. Yeah. Yeah, it's a horror-driven game. Uh, you play as this author, and you are getting attacked by your book, more or less. Uh, the writing is very Stephen it's, it, King. It's good. It's pretty sure. good, actually. Um, the right and the storytelling. It's just it feels like a very King esque story. I liked that yeah. a lot. There are some questionable things in the writing, but overall, it pre creates a pretty good atmosphere. Um, this guy's a Did very. Did you say you beat writer. it, or most we're on like over halfway done? I think we're okay. chapter four of six. It gets crazy. Like a lot of yeah. the shit that you're probably like, ah, I didn't like this part too much. That stuff gets very different later. So uh, we're playing on the, uh, the hardest difficulty that we could play on, which was the second to last, because um, you had to play the game before you could uh, turn yeah. up the difficulty. Yeah. Um, but your, your primary weapon is a flashlight, and then you have um, a gun, a variety of different types of guns. And the bad guys are these shadowy figures, and they attack you and throw axes, and you have to shine them with a the flashlight enough for the darkness to evaporate, and then you shoot them to death with a gun. And the, all this stuff's coming to life from this book that he's writing. or he I don't know the full story yet. I'm assuming... He created this environment to encourage him to write or something. Like he seems a little bit crazy. I'm sure the story's going to tie up, and I'm not going to be super surprised. But story's not bad. It's it's a very enjoyable, it's very atmospheric, and it's getting a little ridiculous. Kind of like what Blake was talking about. It goes from fighting people to trains running at you and cars flying through the air and just smashing you to the ground. And it's a pretty scary game. We definitely have gotten some pretty good scares from it, especially a couple of the boss fights. So. Very fun game. Excited to finish it. Atlas 2 came out this week. I'm going to play that probably in about two weeks, as I really like uh, playing horror games. So I'll probably right. talk about that as well. <clears throat> I've got uh, Alan Wake in my Steam library, but I've never played it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, good. fun game. Yeah. yeah, I've heard it's really good. All right, Robert. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, real quick for me, I've been playing more Stellaris. I'm still working on my... Uh, race of fungus creatures that are trying to take over the galaxy. And, uh, I'm actually making pretty good progress on it. I have a, like a really, in, uh, a really powerful empire right now. And, uh, I'm just kind of working on like eating away little bit by bit, all the other empires and trying to uh, finish that up. That's so going all right. And also just a little bit more breath of the wild. Still working on that. Uh, slowing down on it a little bit, but uh, like, but still having lots of fun when I do pick it back up. I've I'm on the third, um, Div uh, divine beast. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Yeah, I'm on the, my third divine beast. I beat the camel one and like the eagle one, and I'm on the elephant one right now. Yeah, cool. Lisa. Uh, Lisa played the game a lot more than me, and she stopped playing. She like got really close to just, like pushing for the 100% mark, and she just decided to stop because Damn. she just got kind of burnt out on you know doing everything. And the game yeah. was like getting so easy because she was so strong. So I played a good amount of it. Good game. It's a very good game. I'll probably play it 100% eventually, but it all burnt out. You mean like you'll finish the game? Like you yeah. don't mean you'll 100% the game, but you're just going to like. Uh, I might 100% the game at some point. I don't know. 
You can find like, like all like nine hundred or whatever Karak. Um, mm, okay, true. Okay, never mind. Maybe not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. But no, yeah, I'm still definitely. I will beat the game. I definitely will not hundred percent it, but I, I will eventually finish the game. Mm. That's all I got. Well, I have taken up a new MMO, a new free to play game, because I saw one of my friends playing it a ton. Uh-oh. Uh, have you guys heard of Warframe? No. Uh, I've heard of it. It's like a third-person action-style game. You've got guns, you've got melee weapons, and basically it's... Think of, like, you remember Horde Mode from, like, Unreal Tournament 2004, stuff like that? Where oh, it's like you, you fight wave and wave and wave of monsters over and over and over? Kind of. Uh, okay. I know well, what Horde Mode means in general, but I don't remember okay. specifically on Unreal. Okay. Um, well, there's stuff like that. You've got horde mode type stuff. You've got missions where you're sneaking into places and all this. And it's a lot of fun. It's like, I'm I'm fairly well addicted to it. I've been playing it for like two free weeks to play? now, I think. Yeah, free to play. Oh, nice. It's on, you can get it on Steam. Yeah, and it's, uh, I've got like 80 hours into it already. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah. It's the main thing I've been playing off stream for the last couple weeks. So is it mostly like a like? Is it you said it's an MMO, but is it mostly like a kind of like arena? Like you're like you go into and like you do a match. <clears throat> well, basically. it's got like all right. So your, your navigation system, it's kind of similar to Guild Wars in that you have a hub, except it's your own hub. You have a spaceship to yourself. You go there to hang out. It's where you upgrade your stuff. You build things, um, and you have a navigation map, and it's all star based. So from your star from your spaceship, you're looking around at all these other planets. You've got Earth, you've got our moon, Pluto, Uranus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you're able to get, select. Uh, you can go to one of these planets, and then each planet has a section of like nodes that you can jump to essentially. And each of these nodes has a different mission, different levels, and all this stuff. So you can go to like a place on Earth, which is the first place that it's where you start the game at. And there will be a mission there to go spy on some enemies. And spying means that you are uh, you go to three different data terminals and you uplift the information from them. And the, in this, uh, in, on Earth, the mission levels are going to be from like 1 to 15. And then you just keep doing that. And you just keep grinding out. Uh, you get more places unlocked. You get more opportunities. You get more equipment. And you get stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, apparently the end game is like taking on level 100 plus enemies in waves that's where things get to and right now i'm not really close to that yet but i'm hoping that i'll be able to start getting my gear enough together that i can actually do some of the more challenging content but i'm not, I'm not end game yet i look Sweet. at this and think of destiny is that um the same realm i don't know if you've played destiny but... i haven't but i've watched a little bit of it i it's similar Sort of. You fight people in it. Yeah, I mean, Destiny's a first-person shooter. This is third-person, so that right there is a huge change. Maybe kind of is the aesthetic sort of similar. A little, but this is more like HR Geiger. Ah, uh, okay. Kind of monster-looking, like you gotcha. play as something that kind of looks like a monster, sort of. And then, uh, like one of the really cool things about the game, and what what just makes it feel so good to play, is the movement. So the movement is actually pretty well developed. You've got slides, you've got jumps, and then you've got like flips through the air. So you'll be on the ground and you'll hit a slide and that'll give you a speed boost and you'll jump up 
and you'll have the speed boost while you're traveling through the air still. And then you'll jump again to keep a little bit more air time. And then you'll like you'll land on the ground and you'll slide again and you'll just keep doing this. And you repeat this and you're moving all over the place and you're moving really, really quickly. And it's very addictive moving towards uh, a goal, your mission goal on the map as fast as you can using the movement of the game. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I was going to say, anything else? Um, God, have I been playing anything else? Oh, I've been doing a little bit of Heroes of the Storm since 2.0 came out. I was just going to ask, so, oh, wow. I saw the previous for it. Is it really that much of an update? I've been thinking about reinstalling it. Um, lazy. Uh, I don't know how different it is from, like, 1.9 or whatever the game was at right before 2.0 launched. But from when I played a year or two ago, I mean, it feels quite a bit better. Mm. I really like, like usually 2.0 is a big arc, you know, like a big landmark. But yeah, I really like the loot system in the game. That's part of what got me playing it is because of how leveled up my account was. I got like 40 or 50 different a variety of crates when 2.0 launched because they've completely redone their loot system now. I was just and... going to say that because before it was dog do. Yeah, yeah. So now every time you level up, you'll get a loot crate. And every time you hit certain milestones, whether it's a character level or your account level, you'll also get uh, different crates. So there's like three or four different types of crates now. And, uh, or at least that's how many I had. I had three different types of crates when 2.0 went live. I don't know if there are other ones that I didn't have that you have to buy, etc. But uh, yeah, like I pulled a bunch of skins. I went from having, I think, zero skins or zero bonus skins to like 10 or 20 just out of all my crates. Uh, it was really cool stuff. I liked it. And gameplay-wise, I mean, it's still hot. It's not different as far as I know. Yeah, but... I mean, if you if you don't really like MOBAs too much and you, you think the main ones are too serious, this is a much more casual simpler game to get into in comparison oh, yeah. to League or Dota. Yeah. Sure. I'm still to this done. day surprised that League is alive as a game. I can't believe that that hasn't died yet. Or yeah, I, I think Riot severely shrunk. I think Riot as a company has, is the biggest proponent in that. Honestly, I think they've done a lot to keep it building momentum and keeping change. I mean, they do regular changes and some like major, like they change the game once a year. Completely sort of, but like not I when mean, I, go, when I often, watch some of the competitive games, I look at it and it's like, this is still the exact same kind of meta and strats that I true. saw three or four years ago. True, with with different champs that are, you know, completely And for me, yeah, with new champs, that yeah. new power levels and power creep and shit. And for me, that's why I look at the game and I'm like, how has this game not died out yet? Yeah. That that just surprises me as well. I can agree, I can agree with you. I, mean, I like League a lot. I watch usually the playoffs and stuff like that, but does surprise me. My brother and I have been talking about recently, like, what do we think next big game is going to be? I mean, Hearthstone is really fucking big. They said, I think this week they have 70 million accounts active. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, that I heard incredible. about I read that. It's like, oh my gosh, man. And so we were, like, talking about what we think the next big game is going to be. Just no idea. God, as far as esports, um, PUBG is trying to become that right now. I don't now. even know what that is. P Player Unknown. Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. what it's called. Really? Well, I mean, that's, I the, that's the letters, P-U-B-G. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I just yeah. didn't put it together in my head. Yeah. That's interesting. I see it's uh, very popular on Twitch. They but just I did, just... today, they just did a p event where they were, like, front-paged on Twitch. Yeah. They had a bunch of the big streamers on there. Die I mean, same things that uh, 
H1Z1 is done. I just don't know if they have any plans for PUBG as like some kind of so, sport. What uh, my roommate told me is that the guy who made the original H1Z1, the King of the Kill, is the guy who made PUBG. He left the company. Hmm. I don't know if it's due to disagreements or what, but um, that's where Player Unknown comes <clears> from. <throat> is actually the guy, and that's why people immediately followed into it and left H1Z1 because you'll notice H1Z1 is not near the top at all anymore. No, like, not at all. And none of the big streamers that used to stream it stream it anymore. Like PUBG is. Uh, I know a few. They do occasionally. I've actually not seen a few of them do PUBG, which surprises mm-hmm. me. I used to watch a decent amount of H1Z1 just because I thought the game was so fun, and a lot of my favorite streamers would play it. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, the game is is definitely in the front top top four on Twitch, top five. I mean, almost every night, very popular game. A lot of big names to it, so that doesn't yeah. surprise me. I don't think it's going to become some kind of an esport. For example, uh, right now it's number three being viewed on Twitch, as an example. I don't think it's going to become an esport necessarily, but it will. It's definitely going to become a big game, especially on Twitch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, I it's so. impossible to tell though what the next thing's going to be. That's the crazy thing. Uh, Overwatch, if we're count, if we're not counting that as already a thing, I would say that's going to be the yeah, next big thing. They did announce the stadium they built. I don't. I was curious if they're going to use it for Hearthstone as well, but they said I believe it's just an Overwatch stadium, which hmm. is really cool. I mean, they announced that league that they're doing, which I've heard a lot of really good things about it. A lot of my friends who uh, used to commentate or are pushing into commentating have switched and done some stuff with that. So, and some Overwatch commentating. So I don't know. I'm very curious to see how much Blizzard invests into it. Only took him ten years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? I think Battlegrounds would be fun if you had like a good group to play yes, with. Yes, and that's exactly why I'm excited to play it. I have a group of like six or eight people oh, that good. are just weird. Um, it's oh. just gonna be us killing each other. Like it's gonna be like, oh, I found a shotgun. No, I found a shotgun. And kill the <laughs> other person. <laughs> that's gonna be us in a nutshell. seconds. I got a review code for Dragon Quest Heroes 2, so I've been playing that, and it's better than the first game, but it also, like, alright, so it's a Warriors-style game, like Dynasty Warriors, uh, but with Dragon Quest Heroes thrown in instead, it's got new characters that they made up for this game and all this stuff, and, like, the game is cool, the gameplay is fun, they do a lot of great things to adapt it from the original game, because the original Dragon Quest Heroes, uh, someone described it as a tower defense game, with a Dragon Quest skin and Dynasty Warriors gameplay. And I was like, yeah, that's actually annoyingly accurate. And so the second game, it feels much more like an open world... Like like you're going around exploring stuff in a Dragon Quest game. But with Dynasty Warriors gameplay. So instead of so um so in Dynasty Warriors, you know, you'll you'll pick a mission, you'll jump to wherever that mission is on the map, and then you'll start that, and you'll just fight the guys, and then you'll beat them, you'll beat the general, and it'll be over, and it's done. In Dragon Quest Heroes two, what they've done is uh, to build on the side questing and RPG aspects. You have fields that you go and explore to walk through to get from one destination to another. Interesting. So you're actually walking around, exploring stuff, finding treasures killing whatever monsters you want along the way and uh, fulfilling whatever side quests you can and all this stuff and it's actually pretty good my problem has been that a lot of the time the game still try it it leans very heavily towards the dragon quest aspect and that there is a lot of dialogue there's a lot of talking and i'm like 
Motherfucker, shut up. I want to go walk around in the field and beat up monsters. This is a warrior's game. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Yeah, the story was definitely not the... Warriors games. Like, the Everybody... story was four, four paragraphs that you would see before entering a battle that set up, oh, this person's pissed at this person, this person's defected, and this guy is now drinking himself. X, 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 start X. Yeah, it's like, all right, done, let's go. That reminds me of, uh, <clears throat> I, was, I told you I was re-listening to the um, interview with Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick today, and on that same episode, like right after that, we were talking about our games, and the game Jay played was like one of the Gauntlet games, and Jay, you were talking about like how it like makes you read a full scroll of like story before you start, and how you and your friends are always be like, oh shit, you see what's gonna happen? Like in the story, went like in between <laughs> each in between each level. That's so funny. I'm not the one doing the awkward silence right now. Uh, no, it's definitely you. Yeah, yeah. I stopped talking. Yeah, just calm that's down. the thing. This is how you feel. This is how you make us feel all the time. <laughs> all right. Anything else? I thought it was uh, the host's responsibility to keep the keep the flow going. Yeah, that's why I stopped. All right. Send us emails to mail at class classicgamingpodcast.com and follow us on follow- Twitter at. Oh, you want to do? It? You want me to? No, you go ahead. Okay. At class gamescast, and you can follow Blake and watch him on Twitch at. Slackaholicus.tv or twitch.tv slash Slackaholicus, S-L-A-C-K-A-H-O-L-I-C-U-S. And you can follow Robert on Twitter at King Octavius. Other than that, I think that's it, gentlemen. I think we're good. This is, this is a good one. I like it. This is a good one. You I, sound I like drunk, the, uh... Robert. You are. Right? I know. It's because my throat knows my throat's starting to go out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I really like the video game all the time. You guys are no. I thought you could do Barney's voice from The Simpsons. Oh, God! I, is that close enough? Good night. I am Good night. Enough. See you guys. See you guys later. Have a nice weekend. Yeah, you too. Click.